Traveling the Vortex. Join Sergeant Grimshaw as he tries to whip some new recruits into shape in episode 213. I'm Private Miles K. Oh, I need my number too, don't I? Uh, <laughs> do I have to say it backwards? I'm Private. What did you say? Did you use Collins last name? S. Collins S. I'm Private Bartlett G. I would not make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be perfect in that group. <laughs> I'd be go lightly. <laughs> How is everybody tonight? Good. How are you? Terrific. I'm, I'm finding a head cold, but I'm uh, I'm I'm here. You said you sounded deeper. I don't I don't hear. You don't think I sound deeper? Well, there, yes. But hey, Peter, <laughs> welcome to the cool side. Of <laughs> All day at work, it was like, oh, Barry White is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like you just keep believing that. It comes and goes, but... <laughs> Did you guys do anything fun this week? I've been working on a pine car for pine, a pine, pine car derby all week. Hey! I say Legopolis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I say Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict. I can say Cumberbatch. Benedict. I always mess up his first name, Benjamin. <laughs> How'd the car turn out? It's good. Good. Um, Has it raced? I don't think it will. No, it races next weekend. Uh, it probably won't win, but I did take some. I, it's not. No, I, no, I should no, say no. your son could be listening to this. Let's show it's some not, support. No, I've already. I've already told him. <laughs> no promises that this will, this will win. We had fun doing it, and we're going to do our best. That's what we we talked about. Grease the wheels. Week. Um, we can put graphite, graphite on the on the axles to get the wheels spinning better. Um, no, it was good. Uh, last week, uh, I think I talked about this, we went over to my dad's house and he helped us cut the block. And then I went out on Tuesday. And it is a Tom and Jerry cheese wedge, if I remember correctly. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. pretty much. And Tuesday I went out and got um, got excited because I went to get paint. And as I talked about last week, Mason wanted to do Spider-Man. So I found these really cool Spider-Man decals. But I had gone to Michael's and they have a Pine Derby section. And I got all excited because we were going to paint the car red and put Spider-Man decals on it. And I went, I saw these red wheels. And I went, no, 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 no. We paint the car blue. Oh, put the red yeah. wheels on it and put Spider-Man stickers on it because they'll be red. Most of them are red. So I got all excited about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it home. And I, was like, and I actually stood in the, <laughs> in the store because they had a magazine called Binewood Derby Building. <laughs> and so I stood there for 20 minutes reading about the wedge car and what I needed to do. I could have gone home and spent 20 minutes online probably and looking for it. But I sat there and I read through it and I was looking at it. I was like, all right, great. I don't have to spend the $20 for the magazine to take it home. <laughs> so I bought wheels, bought decals, bought uh, paint. I haven't got the weights yet. That's where I, that's the only thing we haven't done yet. I have to, put, I have to uh, affix the axle. The axles are in and ready to go. But I've got to put a dab of um, adhesive on them so they don't come out because I don't know how familiar you guys are with pine wood. I wasn't until last week, and now I'm just <laughs> well-versed in it. But when you get the block... It's nearly an expert. When you get the block, you it has two grooves at the bottom that mm-hmm. you put the axles in, but you, you 
take the, the naxals or nails and you nail them into the side, but they're exposed on the bottom. But the good part of that is you can see as they come in, as they drive in, so you can kind of get an idea how far in you are out. If you need to pull that axle out, it allows you to pull the axle with some ease, some amount of ease. Um, but uh, I have to put the glue in there so that now they won't come out, that we've got them situated where they need to be. And then I'm going to get... Actually, they have uh, like uh, leaded weights that you can put on the bottom of the car. Yeah. That you can screw in there, but I'm going to forego that, and I'm going to get. Um, and their name escapes me, but they use them in electrical. They're like a conduit, but they're a, they're a flat piece of metal that have a hole in the center, and mm-hmm. then you can just you you drill into the hole, and I can put those on there and, and take off or put on as many as I need. So I have a little bit of control over how much weight because uh-huh. we get we can't go over five ounces. Right now we're at two point eight ounces, uh, yeah. so I can add up to quite a bit of weight onto this car now. But for the most part, it's done with the exception of the few things to do. And uh, my recommendation is putting the weights near the front of the car. Actually, I got online, and the physics—that is the belief. Oh, really? The physics of it is you want to put the weights now at the back of the car because you want as much pushing on it oh, as it goes yeah, down the hill because. When it gets to the bottom, the only thing the weight at the front will do is pull, and you don't want pull; you want push when you're trying to deal with speed. Right. So, because I did the same thing, I got I went okay. The, the wheels, the weights probably need to be beginning to pull it down, and that's what I'd had. I heard a lot of people say, yeah. put, "Put the weights on the front." Put the weights on the front. I got on and I actually looked at some uh, videos and stuff of the science of <laughs> pine car derby, and um, all of these scientific people were going, "No, put them at the back because you want to push." <laughs> so, huh. I wonder um, where they are on mine. You still have yours? I think my mom has one in a box somewhere. You could have just brought it over and I didn't have to make one. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have been okay with a Ninja Turtle one. Here it is. I don't know if the regulations change. Nice. Just a basic web sh- wedge shape. Got a couple stickers at me. Oh, no, that's not top. nearly as much of a cheese wedge as no. I thought you'd well, make. Well, no, no. It's, it can't we, be we, too we, big of one. Yeah, because you have to have certain height. It's which not that thick of a ball. If you guys will remember, <laughs> remind me, I'll put this on our, uh, a picture of this on our website since the uh, listeners can't see it, but... Um, yeah, and so it's, it went well, and a uh, few additions, and we're ready to race next weekend. So, uh, Good luck. Nice. Yeah. I watched a movie this week, too. What did you, you watch? I watched uh, Johnny English Reborn with Ron Atkins. Oh, yeah. It just hit Netflix this week, so or recently, I should say. I, I, I just noticed it. it this week. Quite enjoyable. I liked it as much as the first one. Oh. Um, I love Rowan Atkinson, and I wish that Atkinson, Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. And I wish he was in more stuff. I just, I absolutely love everything that he ever does, no matter what it is. He's really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and it, it's fun. It's, it's funny. It's it's very James Bondish with the kind of Leslie Nielsen type humor where, you know, he's a bit bumbling. Although, the, the nice thing about it is, is it's, you think Mr. Bean meets James Bond, because it's really on the surface what it is. But the cool thing is, instead of being very slapsticky, it's very clever humor, even though it's in that vein of Mr. Bean, but it's very, very clever humor. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's what you come to expect from a British comedy, right? I mean, <laughs> and um, Karen, Karen Gillian is in it. No, not Karen Gillian. Gillian uh, Anderson is in it. No. Oh, is that right? Agent, Agent Mulder. X-Files. Gillian Anderson. Or Scully. Agent Scully. Yes. Yeah, Jillian okay. Anderson. Jillian Anderson. Sorry, yeah. You know, it's Jillian weird. Anderson. I found myself doing that this week. Confusing <laughs> Karen Gillian and Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, why? I've been, I've been thinking well, about Karen last Gillian. Last name, first name, very similar. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jillian Anderson is in it. And 
She she does a good job. It's, it's a small part. She's kind of the M of MI7. Uh, um, <laughs> it's MI7? It's MI7, yeah. I can't remember if I've seen the first one. Just Johnny English? Yeah. It's good. It's funny. It's... It's not the best comedy ever, but oh, Rowan no. Atkinson just absolutely makes it a, just a, a lovable, lovable film. Yeah. So, both of them. Uh, that's it. Oh, I watched another thing this week. Um, I watched Carry On Sarge. <laughs> we'll talk about that a bit. Uh, I watched Ninja Turtles, the new one. Oh. Not the abomination I thought it would be. I that's what I said. And there were a lot of things I actually rather liked about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I very much agree with the honest trailers that its plot was stolen from Amazing Spider-Man. The virus on the tower and letting it go and whatnot. Okay. So, And, and there was a lot of small things I didn't like about it that bothered me. I, but I really liked Donnie, and I didn't think I would. A virus they were put on a tower in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, well, that's, what, that that's, that's, twice, that's what that's what the whole that. plot of the lizard was to turn everybody into lizards. He put it in top of this tower and is going to release this virus into the in atmosphere. Fairness, he doesn't really come up with that plan until late in the game. Well, no, but, but still, it's still the same end. It's the climax. Yeah, it's the same climax. I had forgotten that. <laughs> well, I, now I, I don't it. like Ninja Turtles. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought. Despite him wearing glasses, which I did not like, I really like Donatello. Yeah, uh, he came across very much like Rick Moranis to me. I don't know why, but I can see that. Yeah, it's just very Rick Moranisy to me. Uh, Tony Shalhoub as Splinter was uh, uh, the plot with Megan Fox. Was Wait, kinda... Tony Shalhoub was Splinter? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to go back and rewatch the 1990 movie to see. <laughs> Okay, I have that one in rather high esteem. So, is it really that much better than this? But I think it's a, it's a fine addition to the film mythos. It's better than three. I'll say that about it. it wouldn't take much. <laughs> but there, there was there Turtles was some in time. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't. See, it is kind of a guilty pleasure. It's, 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 it's not good, but it's fun. I come down on the side of yeah. I genuinely like Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. Like I, that is my favorite of the group. And a lot of people are like, no, no, it's silly, it's this, it's that. It's like, I know. And I don't care. One of the things with the new <laughs> it's one... It's got David Warner in it. <laughs> I love this movie. I, I don't... It kind of grated on me in the near the beginning when she's trying to prove that this... And they keep driving home the ridiculousness of the whole premise. And it feels a little too much like oh, the filmmakers aren't embracing the premise enough that they're poking at it and going, see, <laughs> this is so ridiculous, but you're watching it anyways, yeah. when they should have just embraced it and went with it. And that's... Uh, there's just, it, own it. Yeah, there's just a little, lot of little things I didn't like about it, but overall it was very enjoyable. Uh, the characterization was pretty spot on. Mikey was a bit too immature, and that's saying a lot for Mikey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I rather enjoyed it. And I... <laughs> Beforehand, I've griped a lot about their faces. And Be used to it. Honestly, I didn't mind Leonardo's face and Raphael's. I think it was mostly Mikey's face was I had the issue. Of course, he's the one who takes the mask off. Well, so. but it's, <laughs> it's the, the, like super obvious that the, there's something. Like wrong. Leo still almost has that nose type thing that we've come to 
recognize, and Mikey doesn't. It's such a, like, slopes off. The nice thing about this film is the fact that each turtle kind of has their individuality. Yes. So it's less than, like, the 1980s and 90s where we just had different masks. That was how we told each other. They told each other apart. I mean, certainly they knew what each other looked like, although I think Mikey was always shorter in every every, uh, medium they don't. And and to some extent, the characters were different. But this took it a bit more to the yeah. extreme. Well, visually, I think. I mean, personality-wise, personality, it's always been yeah, visually. Oh, yeah, visually. Yeah, yeah, visually. Yeah, I don't know if and you know, Ralph's, Ralph's really big, huge. I don't know if I like how big he is. Yeah, and yeah. I, I kind of agree with the bulletproof. That Schultz, was a bit. Yeah. And then him popping them all out. It's, it's yeah. There, there's just a lot of cringe moments, but it's still. It may be just my love of turtles that lets me overlook those things. <laughs> And then we also went and saw Interstellar. Oh, man. You haven't seen it yet? I, I can't say too much, but it is an amazing film. And there's a lot of little things in that that I don't know if... I'm sure other space films have done this and I just never picked up on it. But, like, this is not a big spoiler. It's a very, very small thing. Their ship rotates. And that's how they have gravity. Well, that's all the way back to Arthur C. Clarke, 2001. See, yeah, and not remembering... I, I When I saw that, I thought, oh, well, that's kind of 2001, but I don't remember the movie or read the book. I've never read the book. It's so really I, obvious that that's the case in uh, 2001, because especially when he's do, when he's doing the walk, yeah. see, and, and he's and doing that's, the exercise. That's the scene I thought of. And he's walking on it, and it's, it, you know, they kind of show that it's doing this outside the curvature. And, I, I, I just... It, that never clicked in my head until now. And it, same thing with Sarah. That never clicked to her either. So maybe just the other ones were more overt and not this as... One that, well, they had a it, very, it was a bunch more addressed in Interstellar. They had a very definitive... I mean, of course, I feel the same way about 2001 because there's a part of the ship that spins and a part that doesn't. But, yeah, yeah this, they really kind of made a the point of showing spins, that this yeah. is how this works. And it, some, some would say this film was um, Oscar-worthy. And I would say, yeah. Wow. Kind of not so much, they, according to the Academy. Chrissy uh, uh, watched it this week, too. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did see that. Well, we, we had debated going to see it last week, because it's at the cheap theater. And so we're like, well, we'd like to go see it, and we just didn't get around to it. And I saw Chrissy's post, and I was like, okay, yes, we're going to go this Sunday and go see this movie. And it was totally worth it. Everyone does such a good job. Um Sarah's kind of digesting it a little bit to to figure out how she feels about it, especially with the ending. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know how much you've heard about the divisiveness of how the... Apparently it's been pretty divisive. A lot of um, people didn't like a direction it takes and then others. I didn't have a problem with that. I have read that that's what a lot of... The Academy didn't like about it. I could see... That's why I could see it not, not getting nominated, is the... Last quarter of it, or whatever. But yeah, and a lot, and a lot of surprising cast too that I didn't know was in it, which was always, always nice. Highly, highly recommended. I think it's definitely going to go on the to own list. I don't know how often I'll watch it because it is very heavy, very dark. Not, maybe not dark, not but dark, very, but heavy. Yeah. Very heavy, very serious sci-fi stuff, and it's so nice to. While the ideas aren't new, it's nice to have an original story. In sci-fi, again, anytime that happens, I'm going to hit that. <laughs> Make sure to mention that because it's not frequent enough. And it was very impressive in IMAX. 
Oh, I bet it was. And it, it wasn't. They, he didn't shoot it in 3D, right? I don't believe so. Okay. No, I, I, I didn't think Nolan embraced the 3D. No, he's not. Well, because I think so much of that you have to do digitally, which is why he's not a big fan of it. But uh, uh, I really wanted to try. A, a, my friend Dylan apparently did go up and saw it in 70 millimeter. Hmm. <laughs> and was just like, <laughs> you know, drool and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of great, quote unquote, space porn in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some stuff that their visualization of a wormhole. Holy yeah. crap! That just blew my mind right there, and that's in the first hour of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. and it, it, they did. He did, built such a wonderful and fascinating world. Very subtly and very slowly. There wasn't a big info dump at the beginning of the film. This is how we how the Earth is. It's been it was very slowly parsed out, and but you're not confused at all. So well done. Highly, highly recommended. I understand why people turned on Christopher Nolan. I really don't. Yeah, I don't see it either. I you know th- those people that have those complaints about his films, and it's like I no, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any complaints about I, any of his films. I, I don't get it. I'm not, I don't consider myself a fanboy. I, I, I look forward to them, but I, I go and you know, Dylan's a fanboy. He's like, oh, Nolan. He's, you know, okay. I know what your reviews of this is going to be. But <laughs> I, I, I go. And I know, I, and I'm when I know I'm a big enough fan that I know I'm going to get a good movie when I go see it. Yeah, but I, I went and went thoroughly entertained and impressed and wowed so. and surprised. Yeah, several times. You should see it. Yeah. It's good. Well, and, I'll definitely see and it. definitely on the it's, if you can, it's if you can swing list. it on the big screen. It's one I'm very, very glad I went and saw on the big screen. Speaking of big screen, <laughs> so uh, James, Shock the Monkey, at Shock the Monkey, and uh, Mel and myself went down to the Alamo Draft House this week and saw UHF on the big screen, <laughs> which was awesome. And it was packed. And I made the comment afterwards that, you know, I think we probably just doubled its box office take. <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate, but um, it was it was it was really a treat to be able to see that one. And of course, that's one that I watched you know yearly at least yeah. anyway. But, but seeing it on the big it's screen, been a while since I've seen that one. Uh, just and every you could tell there were people that had not seen it before, but laughed right along with the rest of us. And then there were other people who, like us, had probably seen it one too many times and laughed a little too hard at some of the not jokes that are in there, but just stuff that we think is funny. Or started laughing <laughs> before, prior to yeah. before yeah. the joke before the punchline game, and we're going. <laughs> And then, um, so the guy comes out to introduce the film, and he says, well, I've got two tickets to Weird Al's show at the Midland. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, cool for you. What, are you just bragging to us? I mean, who cares? <laughs> and Mel's elbowing me in the rib. And he says, uh, so I'm going to be giving these tickets away. And she's elbowing me in the rib, and I'm going, how do you have two tickets to the show? It's not even they announced? Because I know he's coming to the Midland in June. Right. They haven't even started selling these tickets yet. And I'm really wrapped up on that for some reason. And she's elbowing me a little bit harder. He says, I'm going to be giving these tickets away. So my hand goes up because she's elbowing me. Just an automatic, you know, okay, what? You know, <laughs> reflexive. And uh, he's going, so I really need a couple of, you know, really loud, boisterous, excited, weird Al fans to come down here and win these tickets. And I'm like, but you have tickets now that are not on sale. <laughs> and she's elbowing me a little bit harder. And finally, I don't know why, the whole thing, my brain ran 10 seconds behind this whole conversation. Finally, I caught up to the fact that these tickets are promos, they're giveaways, and he wants a loud fan. So I stood up in my seat at the movie theater and went, yeah! And he pointed and goes, that guy. 
<laughs> so I got to trot down the stairs, and then they brought somebody else up. And I feel kind of sorry for this meek woman who they pitted against me in my knowledge of Weird Al. <laughs> and she kept saying over and over again how much she really wanted those tickets. And I was polite, but in my head I'm going, you should have prepared. <laughs> and the contest was name Weird Al songs. Weird Al so, songs. you know, she would name one and I would name one. She would name one and I would name them. And I was being polite. I didn't say anything. But, you know, she was actually using lyrics and not the actual song title. And you could tell he was kind of playing along going, eh, okay, we'll give you that one. The, you know, I could have complained. I could have said, no, that's not the name of that song. In truth, though, I don't know why. I've been up in front of people. I don't get nervous. It's not a big deal to me. Man, I was terrified. I don't know if it was the, the uh, to quote uh, Dead Poet Society, the barbaric yelp that I let loose with to get up there. I was shaking like a leaf. And just so the whole time she was stammering and hesitating and trying to think of a song title, I'm running through my Because, you know, on a good day, one of the few things I can remember, I don't know, I could give you every song in order on an album. And I could do the albums in order. I mean, you know, that's just, I got that. But it was like, <laughs> empty wasteland, desert scenes, nothing was coming to mind. So I said, pick an album, pick an album, pick an album. And it got to be my turn, and I went, UHF. And he kind of gave me that look like, you're here to see the movie, and you're going to name that song? Okay. And went back to her. <laughs> And I didn't have a chance to explain, no, UHF is legitimately like one of my favorite Weird Al songs, because I think it's one of the best ones he's ever written, but okay. So then I'm just panicked, going, pick a song, pick a song, pick a song, pick a song, because I knew if it got back to me and I heard myself go, uh, that would have been it. It would have been game over, and I'd have heard the Jeopardy music, and you know that, that would have been the end of it. I lost the Jeopardy. <laughs> Sorry. That was hers. <laughs> oh. So then it jumped back to me. <clears throat> Tacky. And you go, oh, no, going to a new song. Okay, cool. And he went on something else. Okay. You're sitting there going, think of something. kind of Weird Al fan am I? I know. That's all running background noise. And I was like, silence, peanut gallery. Think of a song. So I kept trying to come up with album Pitch titles. Or shut up. Even worse. Alapalooza. It's like, those are not, no, song title, song title. So we went about four or five rounds. And I, I finally, because I was, fortunately, because she was hesitating so much, I would be able to come up with one. And she would name hers, and I'd spring it immediately. And then it was her turn to think about it again, and I'd have some time to think of the next one. <laughs> and she'd give hers, and I'd spring on it immediately. And he would come, and he goes, wow, you're not giving her a break. She was like, I really want those tickets. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so by the fifth one, I was settling down, and I was ready. I had like four or five more ready to go. And she took Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, which really upset me, because that's another one of my favorites, but oh well. Uh, and long story short, I won the tickets. I was all kinds of excited over that. So I have tickets to go see Weird Al at Midland. Well, if uh, lucky you, if Mel's sick, let me know. I'll take <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're not bad. They're uh, somewhere between 28 and 60 bucks, depending on where you want to sit. But I have seen one-sixteenth of one of his concerts. <laughs> He's working? Yeah. I went, I went and shot two songs of it and had to leave. Yeah, I, I consider myself very fortunate in my concert selections because I've seen some what I consider to be pretty big acts. I've seen Elton John. I've seen um, Paul McCartney. I mean, you know, I've seen some big names. Weird Al puts on a concert that is on par with any of these guys. Well, of those three, I've seen one in one sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Elton John. Is the other one I still have not had a chance to see Paul. <coughs> really. 
I got to yeah, do yeah, I, We were bemoaning the $75 cost of his tickets when we went. Now it's like, man, I wish I could pay $75 yeah. to get yeah. one. <laughs> we almost went to Ringo last year in October. Oh, that would have been cool. We just we couldn't swing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there was that, and that was a lot of fun. And then, um, and of course, you know, UHF was great. Um, they're doing a Princess Bride quote along next month. Ooh, that'll be fun. And we're seriously thinking about trying to <laughs> They do those on weekends and not. Unfortunately, they're usually the during problem. the week, is the problem. Yeah. Because, I mean, during the weekend is kind of their big. That's when people go see new movies. Yeah, Interstellar or. or, or American Sniper or whatever the current, but you know, they kind of fill in that. And yeah, nobody's going to come to the theater this time. We can show this, and it gets people to go, okay, yeah, I'll take the day off and come down and see that. But, um, and we also watched, uh, and it's gone. You, you think about it. Uh, we it's went, like a weird out title. <laughs> out the window. <laughs> we went and saw a hockey game last night. We watched the Roadrunners. It was Scout, oh, Scout Night. Scout Night. How was for, it? Uh, it was fun. It was, I, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I, I know he cringes every time I say that. But, <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't like a sport that encourages fights. I think that's ridiculous. I don't like boxing. I don't like hockey. I don't like, I don't like wrestling. Wrestling is a little different, but, um, but it was good. It was fun. Um, but Mason had a blast. It was his first hockey game, and we went, uh, met up with his troop, or uh, they're not troop then, and uh, we got our tickets and went. And they took us inside, and we got to stand by the uh, area where the players come and take the ice, and all the kids got to give fist bumps to the players as they went by. Oh, and then very the, cool. there were three players that weren't playing because they, they they play in rotation, so there's yeah. always three out. Well, there's always two out, but they had another guy that was injured. And so they took us back after the players took the ice. They took us back to the locker room and gave the scouts a uh, tour of the locker room. Aww. So they got to see the locker room and all the lockers and ask questions of about getting ready and what they do to prepare and stuff like that. And then we went up and the boys got to set. Well, the kids because there were siblings too. All got to set uh, almost on the glass. It was three. It was in that little red chair section that sits like kind of almost on the floor between the yeah. the general mission seats and and the and the glass. The kids got to sit, sit on the black back row of that uh, area, and then all of the parents sat right behind them in the first seating of general mission. So we had really, really good seats. Uh, unfortunately, we were right next to the opponents' oh. <laughs> uh, bench. But the nice thing about that is the bucket brigade or bucket crew or whatever they called oh, they yeah. sat right there behind them. So they, they had a lot of fun watching them get all rowdy and ring their bells <laughs> and hit the buckets and. Was Bucket Man there? Okay. He's, he's he was. Still... Bucket Man was there. Yeah. Um, now it's a, you know it's a different guy now. It's not Wild Bill anymore. I well, yeah, fact, there were there were there, there used to be two. There was Wild I mean, Bill and then Bucket Man. And I, yeah, if I'm if I'm correct, Wild Bill is either very sick or he passed away recently. Oh, I, think I hadn't so, heard that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was the other guy that's kind of now Bucket Man. He's got the beard and yeah. Well, his, he even has Bucket Man on yeah, his, yeah, his, uh, on his uh, jersey. jersey. Yeah, he's officially Bucket Man. And uh, so they were over there, and so they had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Reggie, the mascot, Roadrunner mascot, came out, and, you know, he was always down with us, cheering with us. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And then this was the, actually the first game that I've ever seen that went from a – it was a tie at the end of regulation play. So they went into a sudden death, which is five oh. minutes, and it was still tied up. So then they got they did a shootout, which I had never seen a shootout. I'd oh. seen, I've seen sudden death, but I'd never seen yeah. a shootout. So. And we won the shootout, so we won the game. So it was all Yay. around. It was a, it was a fun night because of the, you had an it was, exciting night. It was. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> and we you got to go backstage. And we did get to go backstage. 
I'm not being. I mean, when you're a hockey fan, getting into a shootout is kind of like this is the most hockey yeah, money can buy. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I mean, you got to look at it practically. This is I can't you ask can't for anywhere than this. And, I, and I've been in. I mean, I've been in a locker room a dozen times back when the scarecrows were here. So because I used to shoot uh, news, and sometimes we do sports and interview players. You know, I've been in the locker room before, so that wasn't neat. But it was neat watching the kids think that was the coolest thing ever to go back there and watch the. Uh, See, look at the you know tour of the locker room. So it was really neat for them to get that. And Mason experience. had a good time. Yeah, he did. He had a blast. Did you like? He's hockey? ready to go again. Yeah, good. I said, yeah, you'll have to ask Papa to bring him because my dad <laughs> likes hockey, but he doesn't get to go much. Mm-hmm. And at Mason's game, they both had games Saturday, and at their games, they talked about he was telling Papa that he was going to go to the hockey game tonight, and Papa said, "Oh, I like to go to hockey. I'll take you to hockey sometime." And he said, I'll buy you a puck. But I think that's what he's focusing on. <laughs> he goes to buy another hockey game. Papa's going to buy him a, tr- yeah. a puck. So I didn't buy him a puck because I thought, well, that's going to be Papa's thing. So. Yeah. Well, and he can take him on Friday because there are a lot of games on Friday. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's certainly true, which is probably what I should suggest. So, um, You guys missed out on uh, Marvel with Friends again. <laughs> I give up. Iron Man 2. <laughs> I'll be there for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's about as far ahead as I can plan. You got two weeks. I need somebody Thor. to tweet me in the middle of the week or close to Saturday and say, hey, don't forget, Marvel with Friends tonight. Do you want me to text you on uh, yeah. next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll text you the day of. Do that. Me, me yeah. too, because I'll be at work, but it, it doesn't matter. I want, I want to be able to join <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's kind of been nice. The nice thing is you could pop it in at work. and <laughs> There we go. Tweet I'll work. just tweet along from work. Sure. Sorry, I'll ring you up in just a moment. <laughs> I got a really funny tweet to go out. Oh, Saturdays aren't busy at all, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of downtime. Yeah. It's kind of nice sitting back and letting the girls do the countdown and the reminder tweets because it's their baby, so it's just fun to take part in it. I enjoy that movie. You, you, you do a good job. Oh, thank you. If we haven't told you recently, we, we appreciate your contributions to Friday Night Who. I try. You do a good job. I, 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 again, I'm not being facetious. I mean, that. I'm sincere in my in my praise. Well, thank you. you, you We're you, only praising him because he has to do it. Because most of the time I'm not there. Most of the time you're at work. You're getting home late from work. So. Yeah, well, there's that. But. <laughs> Keith, Keith has taken the responsibility. There, 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 I've, ma- I've mastered it. He has mastered it. There, there is, and there's kind of been an unspoken paradigm shift that when I was unemployed, I took care of a large chunk of this stuff just because I was available and I was all excited to do it and I was happy to do it. And then the job came along and interfered with my ability to run things. And without saying anything, Keith just started doing it. Yeah. And he shouldered that burden. And he, 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 he took over the the, the, the uh, Trying the vortex, uh, uh, Facebook changing of the covers and the all that ceremonial stuff that I used to look forward to, and he just started now I get doing to look it. Forward to it. And it's kind of like I'm going to let him have that because I don't have time to deal with it so between this and school. Keith and now is the keeper of the feedback and the keeper of the FNW. So yeah, because I post the uh, reminder page on the website. Yeah. And he does a very good job at it. So. Which makes it easier because I can find the image. I have my cover photo that way, and I have a picture for the website. <laughs> and he keeps me in line because then when I tweet out the next week for this, we're doing this. And he goes, no, we're not. Because <laughs> he knows. I, I just gave up with the schedule. I did that months ago. I have no idea what's coming up. Do you remember the movie you watched? Well, I want not to say, Iron Man too. I wasn't Iron Man. I want to say that we might have been watching that during Iron Man too, and I didn't realize oh. that that's why I missed it. 
because I had Saturday off. The other thing that we did was we went and um, I told you last time we had tickets for the Legoland. Yeah, I went down to that, but they had the combo ticket for the aquarium. Well, I wound up with Saturday off because they had rearranged my schedule to accommodate some of my school stuff. So I picked up a couple of extra shifts this week and then had a couple of different days that wound up off, and I wound up off Saturday. So I came home and told Mel, I was like, did you still want to do the aquarium? She yeah. was like, oh, yeah. I was like, then we're doing it this Saturday. Otherwise, it's not happening. So we went ahead and ran back down to Kansas City. This will be our third trip in a week <laughs> um, to, to go to the aquarium. And the aquarium was great. The aquarium was a lot of fun. Um, it's not the biggest or the nicest of the aquariums that it's I've ever seen. Center for crown. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still impressive. And it's, it's definitely geared for, for the youngsters. Mm. But it was still impressive and it was still really cool. And they had all those really cool things that you go to an aquarium to see, like stingrays. I love I could watch stingrays for hours. I just, the way they glide and flow and stuff and they've got several of those kind of you know big tanks where you're you know in a tube and they're flying overhead or they're those are always really they've got the the curved glass ones where they kind of come up to this on the side of the glass and all that kind of stuff so it was really cool and katrina just oh look at this look at this and then they have the touch tank i want to touch everything well okay we can touch this no i want to touch that one over there it's like i'm not picking you up and holding you (laughs) (laughs) you can touch this one here it's the same as that one over there i assure you but uh, so we had a good time with that, and then uh, walked over to Union Station, where they've got a big bug exhibit going on right now over at Science City. Like there's a gigantic wasp sitting on the lawn. It's animatronic, and it turns and does stuff. Um, well, we're taking my kids to that. I'm taking my family to that. Not, not, not I, I don't find bugs, but boy, my family does not like bugs. Maybe they'll learn something. Was there a unicorn? They'll learn that giant bugs are scary. Scarier than the little ones. Well, good. Because how many tragedies could have been averted if people learned to respect those giant bugs? Them? I mean, come on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we just did that. And then then because we hadn't had enough, we weren't glutton enough for punishment, we went over to Legends and took her to T-Rex. Oh. (laughs) For people that don't know, T-Rex is one of those uh, fancy... Themed cafes. I've always wanted to eat there. I've been in there, yeah. but I've never eaten there. It has a little area that's similar to like Build a Bear, but you can build a dinosaur. They have a, I think they still have the great the uh, boneyard dig where you go in yeah. and you uncover the, and then of course when you sit down, and there's each, a bunch of animatronics. Each area is set up by era, different eras. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, which era did you get? Uh, we just sat at the bar and grabbed an appetizer because it was a 70-minute wait to Ooh. eat, and we decided we're not really that hungry. We just came for the atmosphere. <laughs> um, however, having been there a couple different times and having eaten there once, you're really not missing anything. It is definitely... I figured the food was good. The, the, it was the, just the, the atmosphere. I, and I mean, no disrespect. But I'm a big dinosaur nut, too. But, so. you know, the food is kind I've been of... there twice, and eh. I've been impressed. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's overpriced. That's and what it's I've just, heard, It's yeah. just kind of there. That's kind of why I've never eaten but there. The, the, and, of course, they let your wife, you just say, can I just walk around? They're like, yeah, go ahead. So you can walk around and look at all the decor you want for free. <laughs> you know? We felt like uh, we're obligated to pay for something. But she, she enjoyed that as well. She got a big kick. And, you know, seeing the giant jellyfish over the table and knowing that she just saw those at the aquarium. She was like, oh, yeah, you know. Neat. That kind of stuff, but um, and then we came home. So that was uh, that was our Saturday. And what did we watch Saturday night? I do not, for the life of me, remember. We yeah, if it a, comes to you mid reviews, yeah, yeah, no, let us know. We'll, let, we'll, we'll give you. I'll bring it up. That. There yeah. was something else that we we snuck in there because it was kind of my last hurrah because school started this week. Yeah, and this was kind of between UHF and and Saturday. It was kind of like I'm going to knock out all of my stuff that I've got lined <laughs> up now, and then. Holly started school this week, too. It wasn't that movie. She's already stressing out. Which movie? The one that you put up on the Star Munchkin box. The one that was on the table. Oh, no, Mel watched that without me. 
That's ex- extraordinary measures with Brendan Fraser and Harrison Ford, which I've always wanted to see. And she I've said it was pretty good. It. I haven't either. <laughs> I want to see it because it's Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford movies I haven't seen. So. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. So <clears throat> anyway, you guys do anything else this week? Nothing's coming to me. I'm sure I had one more thing too, but I can't. We remember. had Audi over for a little bit on Saturday and played some video games. He helped me with Lego Batman Three a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Is he good at it? better than you at it. No. <laughs> be honest. He's as good as a six-year-old can be at it. Uh, okay, there we go. Sounds as good as Mason, man. That uh, kid, runs circles around me now. <laughs> I haven't even started playing Lego Batman 3, and he's about a halfway through it. Of course, he's, Mike's, Mike's mentioned he jumps how, back and forth between that and Disney Infinity, because um, he loves Disney yeah. Infinity. So. Mike's mentioned how he gets a little frustrated with Audi when playing, and Audi likes to get distracted. I guess he just turned six. That's why so. I hated playing with Caitlin when she was younger. She oh. would get, get distracted and, oh, look, I am Superman, so I'm just going to shoot you and freeze you. Yep. I'm trying to do yep. something. Stop that. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that, that is Caitlin. Mason's a joy to play with because he's very task-oriented, but Caitlin, oh, yeah. man, she just wanted to free play. Oh, so, so annoying. Hey, look what I'm doing, Dad. Look what I'm doing, lad. Look what I'm, yeah, we're, we're trying to solve a puzzle here, Caitlin. <laughs> Oh, even before they did the dynamic split screen, too, that would have been... Yeah. No, oh. yeah. I'm pulling one way, she's pulling yeah. tethered by that electronic... <laughs> yeah. no, now, at least when they did the way. dynamic screen split, I could go off and do some stuff. Yeah. And then when I got to a two-man thing, I'd have to go back and go, Caitlin, come on, I need your help. <laughs> or switch to somebody else, I need that character. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, how is uh, your, your Infinity going? How's it going? Yeah. Do you play I've played twice. Um, Caitlin didn't play much Mason. He's if he's playing Xbox, he's either playing Lego Batman it, or he's playing Disney. Him more than now, else. It, the, I, I'm so appreciative because my mom got him uh, Disney Infinity 2.0, which was the newer version. You had to get a whole new base, a whole new starter set, a whole new game. Fortunately, the old Disney Infinity figures play on two, right. but it, it's not backward compatible, so you can't play the two ones on the one. So she had to get the new stuff. And it's, you have to have the, uh, any of the worlds, the yeah, 1.0 worlds, right. I found out, do not play on two. Play you still have two. to have the yep. one disc, You're right. which uh, was an interesting... Yeah, we held on to that just for that matter, yeah. because he still likes to play the uh, Incredible Ones. That's his favorite on the original. But but the, uh, luckily, the base works with 1.0. Yeah. Oh, so you just put 1.0 Yeah, portals are pretty much interchangeable. But, but um, it's the, the, I think I talked a little bit about this interface is much better. They've, they've super improved it. There's actually... Missions and task-based things. It's a little more like Lego, mm. uh, or yeah, any of the Lego games where you actually have missions you can go on within the hub, and, within the hub, and, and uh, yeah, and then you go off and there's the different stories that are going on. And he 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 loves to play the Spider-Man stuff. He's played the um, Guardians of the Galaxy ones a little bit, but not as much. But mm. he really, really, he's got. In fact, he's almost done. I think with the uh, Spider-Man missions. So I I'm very impressed. I haven't with had a chance play. to play. I it. haven't played it much. I played it once with him, just to kind of help him out, or a couple times I've played with him just to help him out. But hmm. it's enjoyable. I just now, I don't have a lot of time for that kind of thing. Well, you're gonna I have, have to make leg- time. I have a lot of legacy to play. You understand? <laughs> you have, you're gonna have to make time because I guarantee you, you know what Infinity 3.0 is going to be. What's that? Star Wars. Oh sure. Well, yeah. yeah. I hope they don't do 3.0. I hope they just start expounding on 2.0 that's what, because that's the most frustrating thing. As far, DLC or at least or something. Let yeah. us keep the base and give me another no, disc. They're giving me a whole new disc with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 3.0. Guarantee I, hate it. That. I, I don't. I don't mind. I actually, don't even mind a new disc as long as the base doesn't change. I don't make me buy another seventy dollar base. That's that's ridiculous. Well, that's You're not. already shelling out how much <laughs> for all the characters as it is. A seventy dollar yeah. disc with three figures. The base comes free with that set. <laughs> That's how that works. Don't do that. Don't I'm do serious. That. The, the game by itself is 69. You know? Well, I know, but I mean, 
I just think it's ridiculous that I have three. I would have three bases at the house now. Although I don't need the first base anymore because the base is backwards. Yeah, compatible. base is backwards. Probably. You just got to have the software. No, it's going to be Star Wars. I I'm sure. I, I'm I sure. guarantee. Yeah. I'm sure. So you'll have, you'll have to get into. The, you should probably start planning now. I'll, I'll wait till you, three. You should probably start thinking about maybe trying to rent it from the library and get a little feel for it. Maybe have audio <laughs> uh, or do some stuff. And you want to play the first one? I've got a base. <laughs> I don't have an Xbox, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. No, no, the base, the base and the characters and everything, they universal. are actually universal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know about I the base say. for sure. It plays, Although it's I a think USB it port, is. so I think but it is. But the, the characters, certainly, he can take his characters over oh, to yeah. his friend's yeah. house who has it on Wii and play with him, which yeah. I think is the most brilliant thing they ever did. So the, I think the disc is the only thing that is, is native to the system. So. I remember seeing somewhere with PS Plus, I had either a time trial or some access to it. Well, see, there you go. You should start I'll have to look into that one. You there's actually a now. demo on the 360 for the first one, so I would assume that Maybe there's probably that's what a, a demo. Well, demo. there might be a demo out now for the second one. We never looked because we got it for Christmas. Yeah. And, um, and you don't need the base for that because it autom- the, the demo has it built in that it gives you a certain character. You oh, can't change good. out your characters, good. but it gives you a certain character to give a try with. So, <clears throat> Anything else? Should we move on to news? Ah, let's move on to news. Let's do it. Sean, you have the first bit of news. Um <laughs> This is a funny story. It's not funny. It's it's tragic, but it's real. Just, oh, you saw the update. It's then. so so. It's so this person we're about to talk about. <laughs> so we, we we posted an article earlier um, this week that um, uh, uh, during a recent stage performance of King Lear, Brian Blessed Blessed was uh, was on stage as King Lear uh, and uh, collapsed. On stage, just minutes into the performance, uh, doing an apparent heart problem. He has a, a, a heart arrhythmia or a fibrillation. That's what he has. He actually has had that for some time. Yeah, it hasn't bothered him until now, and caused him to faint. Uh, the, the co-star apparently had to announce, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is not part of the play. Is there a doctor in the house?" <laughs> the co-star. Did. The co-star yeah, did. Right. Well, he, he he flat out fell. He fell yeah, out he, com- he collapsed. Completely collapsed. He, he was done. Unconscious. Uh, and they, they, they helped him off stage. He's 78. Yep. Keep he's, that in mind. Yep. We, we've no marveled chicken. over and over and over <laughs> about how cool Brian Blessed is. At 78, he, he'd collapsed on stage. And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> returned to the stage, said, I feel like such an idiot. I'm not in the habit of doing this, but I have a little flibberation. And then continued his performance and completed the play after, com- <laughs> after declaring, we're doing it. <laughs> and went right on with the show. What a man! He, he, he's he's a legend now, and he's he's still with us. That's just incredible. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you you know what his words were? What his last word was before he collapsed? Don't you? No. He said, "Dive!" And then hit the. <laughs> he, he, he took a dive on stage. I, I can't really say that that's true. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think. I like no, knowing, to imagine that's what happened. Not knowing Shakespeare, I imagine it was probably a little more wordy. <laughs> was it Diveth? It was not. Let us now unto <laughs> the let us now unto the breach fall from the heavens. I imagine is probably how that followed came. by <laughs> dive. The uh, the play's director said we're not entirely sure why he became so busy, but he uh, dizzy, but he is a twenty year old in a seventy eight year old's body. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, of course, we are very, very happy to hear that Brian Blessed is well yes, <laughs> and yes. doing okay and apparently still on stage doing King Lear. I get the arrhythmias is something that he's had. He's Like I say, he's, he's had for a couple of years now, and he had some problems with it and got it, you know, 
check that under control, but it, it seems to be one of those things that just every once in a while he has the uh, <laughs> fibrillation, and then <laughs> somebody started up a microwave quite, backstage. Doesn't does quite get the uh, blood to the, uh, Shut the down. <laughs> this is I'm trying to find Odd Duck Phil's comment on the Facebook post because it was brilliant, but I'm not finding the Facebook post. Here it is. Oh, it was James. I'm alive! (laughs) (laughs) No, it'd be... I'm alive! (laughs) The next one from Phil is good. (laughs) I wonder what his heartbeat sounds like. Probably... (laughs) 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 We're glad he's okay, though. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All of us, I think, would be heartbroken if something Uh, actually happened. We need to have him on the show. We heck, heck, wait, you're in the news. Make that happen. Okay. <laughs> get on that. We'll get on that right after Kermit. All right. And the Muppet News guy. Actually, Kermit's a little younger. We probably should get Brian on first. We, it was be- only because it was on Disney Channel. We watched the Muppets the other night. It's such an enjoyable film. God, it's so funny. That's what I need to go back and rewatch. So funny. Oh. I don't know why. There's a part of me that kind of... You remember the old Saturday Night Live skit with Chris Farley when they were doing The Bears? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he starts pounding on his. And, uh, he starts pounding on his chest. He goes, "What's wrong?" He goes, "That's just having a heart attack." <laughs> I kind of imagine the part of me thinks Brian Blessed is kind of like that. He just <laughs> he's backstage going, "No, I'm okay. getting started." Right. <laughs> just, just he knows there's a problem. He starts beating himself in the chest, and he's like, "And I'm okay." <laughs> What's the next piece of news? <laughs> Uh, next bit of news, David Tennant was recently honored at the National Television Awards. He was uh, the recipient of an award for special recognition. Uh, he thanked the many people that he worked with, including his agents. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So he pretty much said everything. Oh, I know what else I did tonight, or this week. This is you got an agent? No, no. <laughs> this is Tennant's fifth NTA award. Fifth? Having received ones for Best Actor in 2006 and seven, then Best Drama Performance in 2008 and 2010. Huh. So good for him. Well, this is not the same award over and yeah. over again. Yeah. This, is, this is a new one of yeah. special recognition. I'm assuming it's for high-caliber acting, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think you'd get tired of winning special recognition awards if they gave it to you more than once? I don't think they would, but, you know. I don't know. Go this whole thing. Thanks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who was nominated for something. You want to give it Can to I me for my down? body of work? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Doctor, uh, who. Doctor Who was nominated but lost to Downton Abbey. I had to correct a guy at work. He came in asking. He says, "Do you have Downtown Abbey season two? <laughs> I hear that a lot. Let me look that up for you, and uh, don't let the British folk hear you call it Downtown Abbey. <laughs> it's actually Downton. They get very, very it took me a long know. time to get used to that. And he laughs. There's so only one W in it. So. Yeah. yeah, Downton. Downton. Uh, that, uh, real quick, I, I watched the SAGs tonight, the SAG Awards tonight. That's what made me think of it was the, the awards. Oh. So, yeah, the SAGs were given out tonight. So. The where, where Tatiana was robbed speaking, again. So, yeah, speaking of uh, Downton Abbey, they won ensemble for yeah. drama, so, television drama. Did Kermit win anything? No. no Did Brian Blessed win anything? Nothing for Brian. Benjamin, did David Tennant win anything? Benjamin, no. Benedict Cumberbatch did uh, missed out, too, so, hmm. for his 
Imitation game. Yeah, imitation game. I've heard that's phenomenal. Like so, the, uh, the kids at work are talking about how good this movie is, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And it's well, a movie that they, Benedict, if so it weren't Benedict, they wouldn't go see it. it. Yeah. No, this is the group of people that I work with that don't know anything about Doctor Who or Sherlock or nothing, yeah. and even they know who this guy is now. It's like, oh, oh yeah, he's that big. Okay, he smiled. Well, Smaug was that. Big. He's a bit of a pop culture thing, though. You know, he—he they know people that know who he is, and yeah. that's why they go see that. Well, he's a photobombing genius. He, is a photobombing he really genius. is. I'm curious to see the uh, photobombs that he did from the Sags tonight. That's so. neither here nor there. And anything uh, Oscar worthy you want to pass on for those that did not watch the Sags? <laughs> any any uh, any races that I should be aware? So uh, Birdman. Uh... Birdman got best ensemble. So there's a. Notch on its favor for uh, Best Picture. Which beat out Boyhood, which yeah, everyone was surprised by. Michael Keaton did not get Best Actor, as he oh. did with the Golden Globes. It was um, the young man, that I forget his name, but he's playing Stephen Hawking in uh, The Theory of Oh, uh, Oh, that's quite the switcheroo. Yeah, so... Right out my head, I had it. Um, I would have assumed that Michael Keaton was as close as there was to a lock on that category for the SAGs. Yeah, but, no, it's hmm. like, well, and, and interesting. There's still a dozen more. Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne, yeah. There's a, still a dozen more award ceremonies to go out before I start <laughs> formulating my picks. But um, Juliana Moore probably will be your best. Uh, yeah, that one's a pretty definite loss. Was, yeah. was she an actress or sport actress? She's an actress, actress, best actress. Uh, if you're going to still Alice, go that right? Direction. Um, no, she's um, the movie Boyhood. No, she's not in Boyhood. Karen Knightley, I believe, did pick up the award. Oh, is she supporting then? No, Patricia Arquette is supporting. Patricia okay. Arquette. Okay, okay is, that's where I'm confused. Then. And she it's picked boyhood. up the SAG tonight. So there's your supporting actress. That's, that's the lock. Thing. That's pretty yeah. well, like, I, 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 it's pretty lock. Well, it's too anybody, Moore. but it's that's a, that's a likely now. Yeah. They're, they're well, Julianne tonight. Moore's a different category, though. Yeah, yeah, but no, but she's still very much, yeah. pretty much a front runner. Then that's what you have to be careful is because a lot of times when you watch the Golden Globes and the uh, SAG Awards, you have to eliminate any of the television stuff. Yeah, and so that's all kind of out the window. So you just have to be real careful. And the Golden Globes obviously do uh, comedy, musical, and drama. So there, you, you split those in half. Yeah. So. But it narrows it down to it does. two potential. It certainly does. You know, yeah. So I don't think you can say locks yet. I don't think there are any locks yet, but I think there's a lot of likelies now. Because so. mm. the Directors Guild hasn't announced their stuff yet. I don't think the directors, the producers have not done theirs. There's still a bunch of Critic Choice Awards out there. So, And you got to remember, the, the Academy, they because it's all of the groups, it's all of the guilds, yeah. you got to remember that yeah. they, they, they not only favor who they vote for, they also look at what everybody else is doing. So it's unfortunately doesn't always go on, on merit of film. It goes yeah. on what everybody else is doing. So sorry, rabbit hole chase that one. <laughs> uh other news. Hopefully we might be breaking this if I can get this, this on yes. the feeds before tomorrow. You might hear this first This might be breaking news. Any Planet Comic Con should, should, should we do something special for this uh this this exclusive exclusive if I do that, exclusive. Then I will definitely have to get this on the feeds tomorrow and I have to take my daughter to school which is about an hour earlier than I usually get up. So Well, you'll be up then. <laughs> that means I'm usually very tired in the morning though, so Oh, we just won't screw anything up the rest of the night. Monday tends to be to... nap day, especially if I know I have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> well, if we don't screw anything up the rest of the show, you won't have any editing to do. It's true. So keep that in mind. 
damn it, Keith, be good. <laughs> I'll try. And keep it short. We want we want to win him the best quit, platoon. Quit, quit derailing us with remembering what else you did this week, like going to like watching the SAG. Going to the SAG Awards that would have been nice. Just watching the SAG. Awards. Oh yeah, I went to the SAG Awards. <laughs> That's what I did. Benedict Cumberbatch was awesome. He totally photobombed me. I didn't win anything. You should have photobombed him. I should have. If I'd have thought about it. Planet Comic Con guest announcement. This is the exclusive. This is the exclusive. This is the exclusive. We're, we're, we're <laughs> break- Just remind you. We are actually breaking this news first, unless you read it somewhere else, in which case we were late. Unless you're hearing it after you yeah, see or the you post. downloaded our episode after <laughs> after you saw the post. If you listened before the post, Caitlin Blackwood is coming. Yay! For those that don't Little know, Amelia. that's young Amelia. So and Karen Gillian's real cousin. cousin. So. Both Amys. At one convention. Dueling Amy's. They better not touch Limitation effects might kick in. Ah, she held her hand and uh, it's Big true. Bang. It's true. <laughs> or not Big Bang. What was the one? It was Big Bang. Big Bang. Oh, yeah. Big Bang. And the second one is... Uh, no, it Pandora starts with... No, because... Oh, yeah. Big, Big Bang they're, starts with her. They're yeah. in the museum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And she held her hand. She took no, her it isn't. It's Pandora opens in Big Bang. Yes. Yeah. Big Bang it's, is where Big Bang Amelia is. But that's she where she held her. Okay. Where, yeah. right. It's the right episode, just the wrong one. The doctor gotcha. gives Amelia the note to go to the museum. And right. Yeah. Because all the stars are going out. You could say she has a night at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> you could. We are very thrilled and very excited to have yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very excited. So. Coming to our neck of the woods. Fingers crossed. We can get some exclusive content with her, too. So. Absolutely. Uh, there's another convention that has some updates. Galley, uh, Gallifrey One, which is in a th- few short weeks, or three down is what we decided, uh, yep. has not only uh, updated their uh, schedule and programming blocks, so you can actually go and see what panels are. I should probably look and see if I'm on any panels this year. I don't think I am. <laughs> um, but they have all the information <laughs> listed. <laughs> it would be a good thing to know in advance, don't you think? Don't laugh at me. Um, it would be a good it thing. It would be a good thing. thing. <laughs> and so typical if you didn't know. Uh, has, has a couple of guest updates. They have added Ellis George, who uh, was uh, Courtney. Uh, who is also coming to Time Eddie. Who is also Eddie. coming to Time Eddie, so she will be there. Uh, Jane Epson, writer, uh, is going to be there. Jason Connery, who uh, we announced previously was going to be at British, uh, Fest. British Fest in June here in the States, is going to be there. Uh, and unfortunately has had to let slip two. Uh, Gemma Redgrave, who plays Kate uh, um, Stewart, Lethbridge-Stewart, is, uh, is it Lethbridge-Stewart? It's, it's, no, it's still all one Stewart. title. It's just Kate Stewart. Stewart. In um, downtime, it was Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, yeah. but it wasn't the same actress. She probably dropped it. So, um, Can you do that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she, 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 she's had to... Sure, uh, maybe do whatever you want with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then... Uh, She's had to change because she has a filming schedule that uh, will not permit her to be at the con. And a lot of people have already kind of started to speculate. Well, they just started shooting season nine. So maybe that means that Kate has, you know, in an episode that is uh, going to be in the early part of the season. So everybody got real excited and and Twitter over that. Unfortunately, they've also had to uh, cancel... Osgood, I don't remember the actress's name now, uh, Oliver, some Ingrid Oliver, uh, who was uh, played Osgood, and uh, for the same reason, that she is filming something. So now everybody's like, <gasps> does that mean Osgood's alive? <laughs> to which I reply, of course, you know, Moffat had said, no, sometimes dead is dead, and you should probably just get over it. So I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but at the same time, Moffat lies. So She could still be dead and have flashback scenes. She could. That's true. Or we could go back in time and save her. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. 
if Moffat's listening. I think a lot of us would like to see that. <laughs> so. And Moffat listens to our show. And so. as we know. Yes. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Don't listen to the trolls. <laughs> Just us. Our last bit of news is that Doctor Who Legacy is in its Fan Appreciation Week. Fan Area Appreciation Week. Uh, those who unlock the fan area on the online game will find a week long of 150% experience bonus plus 150% time fragment, fragment drop rate along with three new levels based on the Titan comic books which will reward them when completed with a costume for each of the three most recent Doctors and a new ally arc from the seventh or the 11th Doctors uh, comic books. Keith, have you unlocked the fan area yet? Not yet. I still haven't. You're running out of time, buddy. I know. I knew, I knew this is a really good time to unlock the fan area. You know why it's a really good time to lock the fan area? unlock the fan area? Because guess what I have done? I have dropped every conceivable character in this game now. <laughs> I have beat all of the expert levels. Really? Yes, Jeez. sir. I have done all of the challenge levels, which I'd like to suggest, if you're looking for time crystals, do the challenge areas. Hmm. Each challenge area, when you complete it for the first time, drops a crystal. Every one of them. And there are ten of them. So my suggestion is, if you're looking for time crystals, go ahead and do those. I will warn you, the first one, two, three, four, five are maybe six are pretty manageable because they're at levels 10 through uh, 25. 30 gets a little more difficult. 40 is going to be your average player that's up to the latest chapter who has pretty decent teams built because it's level 40. The last one, the unit challenge level, is eleven level 50 challenge. This Ooh. was the hardest one. It took me several tries to do. And it's all of these are ones where you have to choose certain characters, so you have to have those oh, characters. Yeah, yeah. This last one, level 50, you choose no characters. They are all chosen. <laughs> so I spent well, a lot of time. All unit characters. I went, yeah, they are all unit characters. It's a unit level. Um, it's actually called. Uh, gotta go back. 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 Oh, Lord. All right. Well, <laughs> here it goes. Uh, unit challenge levels, what's called, oh, simply. Okay. And uh, they are the 10th Doctor, Martha, the Brigadier, Kate Stewart, speaking of. Um, and I can't remember what these are. One of them is uh, one the of one that's a medic. Yeah. Well, that's what that one is, is the medic. And the other one is. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, they're all unit characters, and I had to go back. And fortunately, because the I'm getting the 150 experience points and the 150 uh, percent chance of dropping time fragments, I was able to level up quite a few characters. I managed to level this team entirely that I had up to level 50 each, and still was very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the everything's running slow, and I did just just started this expert levels. Everybody, I've got everybody complete. Come on, open up. Um, which in the expert levels, you'll find that there are, are certain teams that you have to have uh, particular yeah. characters in order to play. So I spent a lot of time leveling them up and getting them maxed out so that I can defeat those levels as well. And if you look here, I have everybody. I have every doctor available. 
including the TARDIS, which you get as, a, as an expert TARDIS, is on that screen for some reason. So I have 21 out of 21 collectible doctors, and they are all maxed out thanks to <laughs> farming time <laughs> fragments and, and, and EXP, which the doctors are easier to lo- uh, level up because you don't have to worry about experience on them. You just yeah. have to have yeah, the, the, fragments. the fragments, in which I haven't been able to do. Um, like I say, I've got all the companions, 122 out of 134. And I, I presume the reason I don't have all of them is because a lot of those are purchasable in the uh, – like you can get the, all of the – I have all of the adipose, which I bought with time crystals. Um, you can also buy the rest of the silent. You can buy the rest of the smilers. Um, however, there's mm-hmm. one the I, color there's ones. one that I yeah. don't have accounted for, and I don't know who it is. I was going back looking at all the ones I can buy. But I have everybody dropped. So, and I have about a quarter of all of my characters, about a quarter of all my characters maxed out at fifty. So all of these, all the way down to <coughs> here, are maxed out at fifty. Does that character include? Does that character total include costumes? No, no, no. no. It's not that. It's just a different. Just a different. Yeah, each, okay. each costume is on that character. So, but I have, as far as I can tell, all of the costumes anyway too. Um, so yeah, there, there's, there's that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm kind of right now. I'm, uh, I can take, still continue to take care of the, uh, or take advantage of that uh, 150 percent on both of those two. Far more because I'd like to max out all my time fragments. I'd like to also continue to upgrade my uh, characters as far as I can get them yeah. before the well, next. I, 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 I took advantage of add the other. I took advantage of well, uh, this is, no, something this is, you said. Um, where if you have a pretty solid team, you put that one person on there and jump onto Jenny. That'll be our tip of the week. Was oh, that? Oh, well, well, no, no, spoiler. no, no, no. That, you're right. No, I haven't talked. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. That is not our tip of the week. Tip oh. of the week is in in similar vein, though. Similar vein. Yeah. But I, I had a, a fairly solid team, not like my tank team, but mm-hmm. they, they were pretty good. But then I put a, a, a single, uh, hey, this is somebody new that I've unlocked, and they're at level one, and put them on there, played the Jenny level. And with the 150 uh, experience points, uh, went all the way up to maxed out at 10. <laughs> on one playthrough, went da 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 da, you know, re-upped, and then leveled her up to two. Went back and played again, and went up to seventeen on the second playthrough. Wow. So it really, yeah, it's been um, credit really Chris too. That's um, Eric tipped us off on that one. I have made some progress. I'm up to Time of Angels, <clears throat> Maze of the Dead. Ooh, open that fan, Eric Keith. It's worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. It's five bucks. You just got to, and you get time crystals for it too, and you get a time crystal automatically when you go into the fam area. So you get a bonus time crystal when you go in there and defeat something, defeat one of the levels. That brings us to our tip, tip of the week, which is something we're going to be doing new on uh, our thing. Every, uh, this might not be a weekly thing, but from time to time we will um, come intro up with some to tips, be determined. <laughs> some, some tips of the week for you. And this week, I wanted to share with everybody um, a little tip in farming time fragments. Now, this week, I would encourage you to, if you have unlocked the fan area, to go into the fan area and do it because your your chances of dropping uh, characters are greatly impre- or, uh, time fragments are greatly increased this week, and that's really a good place to get it because you're also getting uh, experience as you do it as well. And for that particular one, I again, I, I, I talked about this before, but I would go into um, – the level 25 version of Flash Forward, A Good Man Goes to War, because while it's a red and green uh, labeled 
one, it it drops nearly everything. And with the 150%, you get a lot of time crystals for, for all of the different levels, with the exception of the new fancy ones that they introduced later. Yeah, that aren't on that level. Exactly. Um, but if you are just playing through and uh, you're looking for time fragments, what I would suggest is if there is a particular time fragment that you're looking for, be very um, uh, specific about going into the seasons that already exist and pick a season that you is, is highly manageable for you and go to the levels that have only one time fragment listed because the probability of that time fragment dropping if it doesn't have any others on that level is higher and if you go into something with say three or more waves that's pretty manageable as you go through those waves you have a good chance of dropping at least one of that particular time fragment you're looking for on each of those waves your chances are very good and so it alleviates the idea of you think you can, you should go into something and say, well, I need red and blue, so I'll go into one with red and blue. Well, you're splitting your chances, and if there are other colored vil- or, uh, enemies on that level as well, it will drop other colored fragments that aren't necessarily that particular um, colors that you're looking for. Because if you've got something that, say, is black and green, and you go in there, you're, you have better chances of dropping black and green fragments in those, but you also will have enemies that are red and blue, and those drop those uh, equally colored uh, fragments. So what you're doing is you're spacing yourself out. So if you go to the ones that are um, specific to one fragment, that is all of the color of enemies that you're fighting in that particular level, and that is the color that you're going to drop most frequently. So a good example is if you're have a if you're if you're new to the game and you haven't done a lot of playing um, I would suggest going into an easier level so go into which is right now season seven but it will eventually be changed back to chapter one go and say if you're finding a black you're looking for black fragments go into the ones that just have a single blank fragment on the uh, entry page go to it um, some of them are uh, the name of the doctor a wound of time name of the doctor trends of lore name of the doctor a shared dream. Um, if you're looking for a particular in that season, yellow, then you've got the Suntaran Disturbance and the Float Snowman. Uh, green specific is the Return of Mr. Clever. And these are really easy to find because as you scroll through the different levels, you'll find them with only single fragments on them. So go to those, particularly focus on those. Now, if you're like me and you have a little uh, stronger teams, go even higher. Go into Chapter 2 or Chapter 3 based on the uh, strength of your teams. Because while you're farming those fragments in those particular levels, you also pick up some XP XP as well. Um, So uh, specifically focus on one fragment at a time, and you'll find yourself um, gathering fragments at a much quicker rate than if you go into something that has uh, more options for fragments because now you've narrowed your chances of dropping the particular fragments that you're looking for. So that is your tip of the week. Can I offer a tip too? Absolutely. Don't lose your iPad. <laughs> keep track of your device. Yeah. I play on my iPad, and I manage to keep setting it down, and it disappears for two or three days, Sorry. and I miss out on my daily login bonus. That's <laughs> very frustrating me. So the guys are going to get me one of those I clap and it whistles things so that I can stick it on the back of it. That is a good tip, too. So there are your tips of tips the week. Tips of the week. <laughs> tip, tip of the week. I don't have a tip. I should say if Your you tip have be done if you have there. a tip <laughs> if you have a tip that we haven't uh, mentioned on the show, uh, listeners, please yeah, send them in. Let us know. We'll uh, feature them in our tip of the week every week. So, and you know, and, and even if we've talked about it before, uh, if you have a tip, you're new to the game, and you've found something that you haven't heard anybody else talk about, and you want to talk about, it, give it to us, and 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 we'll we'll feature it. And keep in mind, we're trying to. 
uh, even though I mean we, we're all varying lengths, I think as far or varying uh, degrees of how far we are in the game. Yeah. I think you guys are closer than I am, you know, closer to each other than you are to me. But um, what we want to do is try to make subtle little big. I'm, I'm way far behind. We want to tr- uh, try to uh, cater this to newcomers to the game as well as experienced players. Mm-hmm. So, um, and hopefully our knowledge will uh, also be yours. That's all I got. I'm going to go in here and get some more XP <laughs> and fragments. <laughs> Just keep playing. The more you play, the better you get at the game. That's exactly right. And That's open, open the fan area. It is so worth it. Oh, I was going to bring up, this is uh, something I thought about. Uh, you notice it's fan week one. Yeah, So one. that makes me suspect that we're going to get gonna some be more. Another. And I have a feeling they're all going to be geared towards the fan area. So if you haven't unlocked that fan area, yeah, I they, believe it's a purchase of $5, which gives you six time crystals. And it unlocks the fan area. So if you buy six the, the six time crystal package, you automatically unlock the fan area. We've way. talked a little bit about that before, but just kind of ram that point home is like yes, you, you, the, the game is, a, is is not a freemium. It is it is, is a, it is a well it's freemium. It's that's not what, what I consider it. to be a freemium in that you know that you play up to a point and then you have to start chipping in. No, that's a demo. This is freemium. Freemium means okay. that that you have a freemium game means you do not have to buy anything to play the game. Okay. But inside of the game, there are advantages based on things you buy. So that's why it's freemium, because it will always be free to play to you. If you choose not to buy any of the okay. items or products within the game, you still can continue to play that game at the same level that anybody else will. You get advantages based on your purchases. That's what freemium is. Okay. So the game is a freemium, and you don't have to buy anything. But you cough up five bucks. I mean, let's be honest. We spent five bucks on coffee. We spent five bucks on lunch. You spend five bucks every day. Mini figs. Take f- <laughs> take take five dollars and go purchase some crystals. All right. So it's time crystals. So you know those are going to help you out at some point, whether it's now or down the road. You're getting six time crystals for your five bucks. So that's a good deal. Oh, and you're also unlocking the fan area. Which right now, do we have how many levels are in the fan area? 30, 40? Probably. Yeah, I mean, probably it's, around the 30 mark. I'm, I'm wow. in a game, so I can tell it's, you right It's double-digit levels yeah. that are only available in that level that you're going to get bonus characters, you're going to get bonus costumes, you're going to get bonus time fragments, you're going to get bonus experience, and you're going to get bonus time fragments. So for 5 bucks, worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally worth it. And that 5 goes to support Tiny Rebel Games That's, and the creation of more stuff. For everybody that, else. That's the way I look at it because I was always, and I think I talked about this before, but I'm, I'm always that type of guy that doesn't spend, I don't like to spend a lot on games, especially app games. Now, no, yeah. there's nothing wrong with them, and there's nothing wrong with people that like to purchase app games, but I'm not one of those typical people. But when I started playing Legacy and I fell in love with it, and the, the game is such a, a broad game of experience and and fun that it's one of those games now that knowing how it plays and how much fun it is, I would have spent 20 bucks on this game. Yeah. I would have spent that for this game. Now, all I'm doing is giving them five bucks that goes towards them continuing to create such great content for this game. And it was totally worth it to me. So because the game is such a wonderful game, I wanted to give them my money. So, Also tied in with the uh, uh, the fan area this week, for those of you that would like to throw money at them, they have a pretty good deal on time crystals going right now where you can always go into the shop and buy time crystals. Um, that's kind of you know one of those things that you can do. Uh, but I believe it's this week. Um, it's a pretty good 
in addition to what you would normally get for that purchase, you would get this for that purchase. Right. And it's, it's a pretty substantial. Wow. If you, so if you want some more time crystals, it's a good yeah. time to do that too. <laughs> if you find yourself like me and have spent almost all your time crystals, although I got 10 again this week, but then I used that opportunity to buy my, um, uh, buy my, um, or not buy, but unlock my S perks. So now I have all my S perks unlocked as well because I had, I had ten time crystals burning all in my pocket. So I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to need those other S perks eventually. End of speech. <laughs> I'm down to like some, like eighteen time crystals at this point because I'm needing them to help me finish some of the levels where I get really close and then die. Oh, Keith, you'd be proud of me. My first companion that I have completely 100% maxed out is K9. Yay! <laughs> He's getting close for me. I think my first one was Vastra. I finally, I think I finally maxed out, I either maxed out him or I maxed out um, him? Uh, K9. Oh. Or I maxed you out. Vastra. So no, no, my, my first was Va- Vastra. Uh, I eventually maxed out K9, but now that I'm thinking, and I, again, I'm in a game, so I can't readily go look, but. Um, I think I'm either maxed him out or he he uh, canine also is one of the um, a expert expert yeah canine. expert canine and I, I may have gone and used him because that's another thing once I started directing the experts they're they're the same abilities but but slightly better slightly improved um, so now my goal is to go max out all of my expert level ones so I get that little added bonus you know. Mm. Uh, his is like because uh, it's stunned for me. Yeah. Okay. So if it's stunned two turns, yeah, the expert one is stunned three turns. So there's always that little extra uh, to that one more. ability. Yeah. So. Well, did we have any other news? I don't believe so. I think so. We should move on to feedback. Except feedback, feedback. We don't got no feedback. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear from anybody this week. Are you double checking? See if there were any late ads. Uh, let me do that now. <laughs> I did. I did earlier in the I show. Did you did earlier. There, yeah, there better yeah. not be anything in there. Now that I'm saying. <laughs> well, you'll just have to resing it if there is now. Sometimes we get some some late. And I tested emails. to make sure that there wasn't anything wrong with our emails it's or because anything. nobody was able to probably get all of carry on sergeant. <laughs> so no feedback. Been a long time since we've not had any feedback. You know what? And that's quite all right. Yeah, it's not a problem. We don't we don't feel slighted in any any way. Well, Sean does, but we, we think don't, you don't feel love us as much. As, 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 <laughs> okay, we'll keep those two. <laughs> I feel like that guy that showed up to you know the, the, the letter call. And everybody else went home with with no something. To read. I, I didn't have a letter. Oh, your sweetheart didn't send you mail from no, home. No mail from my sweetheart. Um, no, I'll tell you, we, we have so many wonderful listeners that do provide us feedback so frequently that, you know, when we don't we get one, really it's like, to okay, get yeah, we're so as frequent lucky. as we do. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not as much of a of a, a sadness, although we are so used to it, but it's not so much of a detriment if we don't it's, get feedback. It's more of a, is everything okay? Was something yeah. broken? What's going on? I, I, Keith, I'm sure, was checking the uh, email links to make sure everything's working. I was. Week. I even went into the webmail <laughs> server itself to double-check. Nope, there's not any spam. It's just not there. And usually if it's not working and somebody has sent feedback to us, they usually let, they us, usually know. Will let yeah. us know, hey, this is bouncing back, so... But sometimes there have been instances where it doesn't bounce back and just goes to nowhere. <laughs> and they, so that's they, what I'm always worried about. They wait with bated breath to see if we read it out on the show, and we, <laughs> we don't. don't. <laughs> and then they're heartbroken because we didn't read their feedback, and it's not personal. It's just because it got lost. 
Lost in the mail. Probably the not a bad decks. time to mention that if you do need to get a hold of us, you can reach us, obviously, through feedback at Traveling the Vortex. You can also get to us on Twitter, where we are at Travel Vortex, or I'm at Vortex Sean, which is A-U-N. Keith is at Vortex Keith, which is uh, E-I. E-I. So I have problems with that. And Glenn is at Vortex Glenn, with two N's on the end. Um, and we're also on... Um, um, where are we also? We're also on Facebook, and we're on Tumblr, uh, Tumblr and, Google+, Plus. Uh, Google Plus, YouTube, and YouTube, and uh, a variety of other social media places. So, if you just... And you can always send us feedback by going to our website, travelingthevortex.com. Yes. And if you need to, you can actually hand address a letter and throw it in the mail and... Like Santa Claus, it will get caught <laughs> in the magical winds that blow overhead. Magical vortex. And it will land in the vortex and eventually get to us if the helmet regulator uh, <laughs> behaves itself. Or a thought cube. I would love to get a thought cube. That would be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mail! <laughs> you think we squee over little things. <laughs> if we, get a, if we get a thought cube, we have one Doctor Who fandom. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> That's it. Well, well, we've we're reached done. our pinnacle. We can't go any higher. Uh, well, then let's move on to our review this week. Carry on, sergeants. Sergeant Grimshaw wants to retire in the flush of success by winning the Star Squad Prize with his very last platoon of newly called up National Servicemen. But what a motley bunch they turn out to be, and it's up to Grimshaw to put the no-hopers through their paces. Dun-dun-dun! Sean, do you want to explain a little bit, in case we have new listeners, why we are reviewing something that's one degree removed what from... What the heck is Carry On Sergeant? <laughs> I don't remember that episode of Doctor Who. We, uh, we decided uh, over the last couple of years where we've been celebrating the 50th anniversary that we had uh, a month where you know we did the First Doctor month and we would do a st- uh, First Doctor story or a First Doctor ebook or a First Doctor audio adventure or something along those lines. And it kind of became this, you know, two years running with us. That's a really long tradition. So <laughs> going into it. the next year where we didn't have all of that going on, we thought, well, I'm kind of sad to lose that. What can we do when we decided, uh, as mentioned once upon a time, I forget how long back we talked about doing this, that we'd kind of like to analyze some of the doctor's performances in things where they weren't the doctor. And so we, we, we've, uh, in, in typical fashion, come up with a fancy title for it called Beyond the Doctor. Uh, and this being January, we're doing William Hartnell, the first doctor. So we found uh, what is, I think, arguably probably his best known performance outside of Doctor Who. This is certainly what I think was the easiest to gravitate towards. Uh, although he's, you know, he's been in a lot of He has of quite a body of work, yeah. Um, but uh, the Carry On uh, series, <laughs> after the success of, of this one, kind of... And we use that term loosely. <laughs> series, you mean? Yeah, series. Not success, no, series. series. Well, it was successful. Yeah. It was successful, yeah, it was, but it we use the term series loosely, loosely because they're, none of them have anything to do with each other other than the, other than the Carry title. On title. What'd you guys think? It's quite I enjoyable. thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a charming film. A lot film. of fun. Charming yeah. film. It took me a little bit to get into the mindsets of it being a comedy. I don't know why, but it did. 
I just, and I, I, it took me a little bit to get into the 1950s comedy mindset, too, because it's a very different comic it's, sensibilities it's compared to humor. what it is now. It's subtle humor. It's very yeah. subtle humor. Well, and I went and double-checked. Yes, this, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to be laughing. This is a comedy. Okay, good. So, some of the humor is subtle. Some of the humor is based on stereotype. We should probably throw that out there, that uh, there are some. Yeah, okay. Um, but keeping in mind that, you know, it is... Well, A, in black and white, and B, a 50s comedy, and C, British. <laughs> you, you begin to sort of see where they're pigeonholing things. Going, okay, yeah, we're, 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 it's that film. All right, that's fine. It is uh, it's, it's just a delight, and um, it's a lot of fun, and especially if you enjoy older film. Uh, I think that has you know certainly a lot going well, for it. And I think if you've seen a lot of older war films or a lot of films of recruits coming in and them going through the bases, et cetera, et cetera. And this is kind of a parody of that. Yeah, in a way. Um, it would struck uh, both Mel and I tonight at how much uh, we're very much in the mood now to watch Stripes. I was, that's what I was going <laughs> bring up is this is essentially Stripes without the last quarter of Stripes. Yeah. <laughs> without the last quarter of the film. It's very much uh, uh, parallel. And I, I began to wonder, honestly, if Stripes maybe wasn't a, a sly remake. Of this, or at least inspired by inspired this. by. Yeah. Now, so I, I did some research, uh, which may surprise you, but apparently, Stripes uh, was actually <laughs> I, Ivan Reitman had the idea of doing Cheech and Chong go to the army, <laughs> and so that was where that came up with. And and Cheech and Chong were like, "Yeah, cool, but we're not really sure we're interested unless we can have full creative control." And even after he, he pitched it to the studio first, and the studio greenlit it, and said, "Yeah, absolutely, we want to do that." And then when they came back with the creative control, they said, well, why don't you rewrite it for somebody else that we can put a thumb on and call it good? <laughs> Which is how Harold Ramos and Bill Murray ran well. But the, the, structurally, I, it's very well, much stripes. Yeah. What's, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name, the, kind of the main guy. Um, not Horace, but... Oh, um, uh, uh, Sage. Sage um, uh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. I knew yeah, it was a Charlie. His hair is very reminiscent of Harold Ramis. forget. It's just, yeah. The, the that, wife kept saying, Charlie! <laughs> every time she saw him. It was. Yeah, he kind of he, he had a, kind a, a Harold Ramis look like, to him, didn't he? Yeah. So I can totally see that. Um, for those who have not had a chance to see it, uh, you know, as, as, as Keith kind of alluded to in the, in the, in the runway, it's just that... There's a, a small bet going on where William Hartnell's drill sergeant is is basically bemoaning the fact that he has not had a championship platoon, and this is his last. And this is his He's last shot. And so there's a small wager made, uh, and he, he kind of says, "Well, you know, it's just bad luck." But he says, "I'm determined to win it this this time out." And he meets the new recruits, and as he and the the corporal are having the conversation, like any one of them alone would have sunk <laughs> any odds of getting a championship platoon. And I got all of them. Um, Star platoon, I think is what they call is, it. Yeah, and we, we, you, you've got, one of them's a hypochondriac. Uh, one of them, the poor guy, Charlie, kind of is the, the lead. <laughs> kind of the normal guy. The normal guy of the bunch. But he got called up on his wedding day, and apparently nobody submitted <laughs> the paperwork. They forgot, the, the, they forgot to do the deferral. <laughs> For the deferral. So they're, you know, when, and I don't know about you guys. For me, it, the, the opening scene is at Charlie's wedding, and they're reading the, the postcards. And I went, I know this from Sherlock! <laughs> this is apparently a thing! It's a thing, yeah. Because I didn't know that was a thing when I watched the Sherlock episode that people actually did. I just kind of, that's British, you know. I don't, but this, is, this backs it up. It's like, oh, wow, that's really a thing. So as they're reading the postcards, he says, you know, report to duty station, blah, blah, blah. And his dad kind of looks at me and goes, I thought you sent that off. He goes, no, I thought you were going to send that off. He goes, no, I thought you were going to send it off. 
<laughs> so the poor guy is stuck on post uh, on his wedding day and subsequent wedding night, which, wow, that scene could have gone so much worse <laughs> for him than it did. Well, I mean, that said, I, I felt the the whole film is... You know, the, the, the film reminds me of American films from the late... The comedies from the late 30s and 40s, where... There's real. There's no real antagonist. No. There's no, no real antagonist in the film, um, and the situations are comedic and very situation comedy. But there's there's no epic struggle or or super brick wall. There's no yeah. there's no large obstacle central to obstacle overcome. to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one in this, but it's very subtle. And, and, and until and it's actually strung together. To me, it's strung together with a lot of um, just fun jokes and gags. Is really what the whole idea yeah. of this film is until the end when they do have an in purpose or end goal. So, do you guys know was Carry On Sergeant the first of the Carry On yes. stories? Yes, it yes. was. Okay, yeah. I believe Sean had mentioned that. And it, and it wasn't until the success of it that they uh, decided to um, the producer and director planned the next project and simply reused the Carry On prefix. And apparently, some of the cast members carried over well, as well to the next film. Uh, Charles Hotley, who played uh, oh, Go Lightly, yeah, Go Lightly, and Kenneth Connor, who played Horace. Have been in a lot, and the carry-ons went all the way into seventy-two. Go yeah. lightly was uh, the uh, uh, clumsy guy. He was and prob- Horace was the hypochondriac. Yeah. yeah, I think Go lightly was probably one of my favorites in the movie. <laughs> it's hysterical. Such a yeah. He reminded me of Sean. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a lot of. Um, Hey, yeah, I would I'd do that. <laughs> Resemble that quite a bit. Horace at times reminded me a little bit of Leonard from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, a little bit. Just from yeah. his personality. Well, and then, the hypochondria. And, and then and when it. he got confident, there, it was like he was the father of both him and Bradley Whitford because there were a lot of facial, like, May, he would make a lot of faces that looked like Bradley Whitford to me for okay, some reason. I can see that. So the um, obviously the star of the whole, <laughs> whole at least as far as we're concerned, is William Hartnell. Which I think it's interesting that he got top billing, and I really expected more. But he was he wasn't in it that much. Well, well, he he's he's there a lot. He just doesn't have a lot to say or do. He's always it always takes each well, one of them into the office when the is it was a colonel or is he captain. Colonel. The Colonel's bow Captain. Captain. It was Captain Potts, right? Captain Potts. Captain yes. Potts, yeah. Because Colonel's below Sergeant? Sergeant. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Captain Potts, every time he went Corporal. in there to the office. Corporal's Corporal. Below. Corporal below, yeah. yeah. That's why, yeah, okay. that's why yeah. I was I thought I thought it was Captain Colonel General. I thought it was the Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um so but it was Captain. We did decide it's Captain. So yeah, when Captain when he'd go into the captain's office with one of them for some reason or another because he was summoned he was always there. He was obviously always there when they were, you know, training going, and do, yeah. going through the things. He just there was a lot. He didn't. He didn't speak a lot. He had a lot of talking roles. But well, there every, was a lot of yelling for him. But the whole story is central around him. Yeah, so it is. He, it's certainly, I can understand. It's, it's central around him, but that you follow the recruits more than anything else. Yes. It's interesting. I mean, I knew. I think I talked about this once before that I was surprised to learn that he wore a wig. 
on Doctor Who that I just assumed that was his hair for some <laughs> it reason. It is a bit weird to think otherwise. And yeah. then learning that it was a wig, I went, hey, okay, whatever. And now to actually see him without, without the, the Doctor Who hair is like, Well, and a lot huh. of times he kind of had a hat on anyways. Yeah. He had the beret on. Well, that almost made it worse. <laughs> yeah, <because laughs> it made it more noticeable because the it was even back. Yeah. less. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a hat the doctor would wear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the big feathers. but yeah, you know. uh, Oh, a hat, you know. <laughs> just, um, I wear berets now. Berets are cool. It, it was... <laughs> It was, uh, I've, I've used the word delightful, but it really was just to see a different side of him from what I'm so used to. And we, we, we've well, and talked that, a little bit about the kind of the, the heartwarming doctor, the funny doctor that the first doctor kind of becomes that we like. In, but here he's kind of the long suffering doctor, if yes. you will. You know? <laughs> because the, the gruff one we kind of meet. Well, I, and I, that's another thing that I, I really liked about this film is the fact that off the start, he decides he's not going to be a hard nosed sergeant he sides with this crew he's going to he's going to take some uh what do what he call them he kept calling them uh, delicate flowers delicate flowers <laughs> yes delicate tulips um the, so the they, corporal wants to yell at him he's already like all right well we're gonna have to really buckle down he's but like, it's no, no, funny no, no. that the corporal is the one that has to continue to yeah, remind him that, that, that that's the approach they're taking yeah so uh there were a lot of for the most part he was very different from the doctor yeah. in his portrayal, but there were elements where I could see, oh, that's the doctor coming that's the through, same thing. or that maybe that's just William Hartnell coming through. I'm well, there was sure times which. where he was very fatherly, yeah, and I think that's where the, we sort of see that grandfather uh, in, instinct or, or um, side of him in Doctor Who. Every time he had kind of a fatherly moment, that was that I, I saw glimpses of, of well, the doctor in that. And sense. He, and he, <laughs> it's the way he says, "My boy." Yeah, yeah, my boy. Instantly goes back to the doctor. And I, I don't know about now. Obviously, we're coming at this from a very backwards perspective. <laughs> perspective on this, but full props to Verity Lambert for being able to see William Hartnell in this kind of role. Well, yeah, because uh, he played a lot of drill sergeants. Apparently. Well, and he, he even in this. He kind of plays the straight man. Yeah. yeah. yeah, there, oh yeah. He doesn't have a lot of comedic moments in it. But to go from seeing... The, I mean, w- would any of you... Okay, we're going to cast this guy, and we want him to be Father Christmas and, and, and Santa, and you know, uh, all rolled into one. Would any of you, after watching this, go, you know, William Hartnell would be the guy that we should totally yeah, cast no, in this TV I, show? No, in yeah. fact, I, I, I'm with you. I kind of applaud Verity to seeing something there that I would not necessarily have seen. I, I totally would not see it. Well, I've been seeing other people to see it too. Yeah. 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 I mean, not not that oh. he wasn't wonderful, but just no. Really, Hartnell? No. A lot of the of mannerisms in the because Hartnell in this because there's not a lot of speaking for him. They 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 keyed in a lot of his facial expressions. A lot of the things that he would do, the, the puzzlement or the you know the the the, the resignment or the. Um, frustration. Frustration. You saw all of that. And he was or very not animated. allowing that emotion to come through when he's in the captain's office right. and the guy reveals that right. he doesn't want to go into the officer corps. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which was kind of the one shot he had. And, you know, This will make up for a lot of the bad marks we've been getting. If I can have an officer corps. And, oh, no, no, I'm not interested in that. Thank you anyway. Which is, like, it, which is brilliant <laughs> that they, they, they structured the, the story in that way that his father and his grandfather and his great-grandfather all were 
officers in the army. And but I love the analogy he uses. He says, you know, what did your father do? And he said, well, he was a potter. What about your grandfather? He was a potter as well. He says, well, you, you know, and you're in the army because yeah, it just it was yeah. it was such a wonderful analogy for why he didn't want to be following the footsteps of his father and grandfather. And I, I thought, well, this is that's. Very clever and very acceptable. I mean, very, uh, very matter of factly too. It's very logical. Like, yeah, yeah, very yeah, logical. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way it was presented was was brilliant. We we so, I mean, there were many laugh out loud moments um, throughout the film, but genuinely, I think the majority of them were at least my time was spent just kind of marveling at how cool it is to see Hartnell doing something different. <laughs> I, that's, I, that sounds really strange. Well, that, that, that's the thing is while watching it, it's for us because we were approaching it slightly differently. We were keyed into Hartnell anytime he was on screen. We yeah, were focusing agreed. on that's him true. to see what he was doing. So we weren't laughing as much as the other stuff, but that's happening when he's on screen. And so we laugh when he's not. More than anything, because we're so Maybe focused the, on the unexpectedness him. of something happening. Then caught me more unawares because I wasn't looking for Hartnell, and then this other yeah. guy turned out to be pretty funny. You know. Yeah. Now, as, as well, I, I'm, I was rather surprised that okay, we got the setup of the the wedding, and I, I kind of assumed oh, from this, the whole movie is going to be them trying to him trying to get out of it, and it doesn't go there, and. We wrap up that marriage stuff real rather quickly, like in a half hour, and then we move on to other stuff. You and know, that the, was such a nice a, approach because I kind of thought, oh, it's going to be one of those yeah. the period only movies. The character ga- uh, development gag that was really strung along the most obviously was uh, Horace's long, yeah. line with the, the hypochondria. Um, and then it was... <laughs> but, but then he developed such a great relationship with that nurse. <laughs> She was, the, she was a doctor. Oh, yeah. the doctor. Yeah, doctor. the doctor. The, the other, the other captain. When he comes in, and you know, he's like, "But I've got this," and she's writing him other things. Go back to the things. Yeah, becomes we'll so. See you tomorrow. Like see, see you tomorrow. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> you know. And he goes. wasn't even trying at yeah. that one point. <laughs> there were the the. I think the the tempo and pace of the film was very unpredictable. Yeah. But I thought the story overall unfolded predictably for me oh yeah I, I i saw it coming which is is okay and that's why i think it's 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 that's what that was part of its charm for me too is it, it didn't try to sell itself as something else it didn't try to fool you along the way yeah it just it let the story play out and um really the best part of this is the humor how we we were able to continue to just without a beat move into the next laugh and the next gag and the next next slapstick and the next you know just every little piece of comedy um that was there was just kind of presented on the level that it is it was just given to you and it was it was such a joy just to watch it and it was fun. well and even take the comedy and evolve it to the next steps and keep it from being the same shtick over and over and yes over. yes so who was who was the guy that had been through the the process through three different squads. Who kept getting the chits? Yeah, <laughs> he was actually cleanup because Herbert. he Herbert. Yeah, was it Herbert? Yeah, I thought that was Herbert. Herbert. Herbert was the. I thought. Oh, Horace was the. Okay, Horace was right. Herbert yeah, Brown. Herbert Brown. Okay, so when and that's totally where I thought when when you know the one guy takes him under his wing and starts trying to explain. Well, you can do this, and it's you know shows him how to do thing. I thought to myself, aha. Here's going to be the redeeming quality because we've gotten this downward trend and the captain is marking them lower and lower and lower on their performance ratings. And that this guy, 
if we can get him to go through this and, and, and make good after three previous attempts, that's going to show him that this is a squad that came together to do this. And I really thought that was going to be the thrust of the thing. Now, he does show up, and he does do his part, and he does... Well, and he helps you know, convince them to... He does finish his training. Yeah. yeah, he does finish his training, or deems himself by the yeah. end of the film. But that was just a smaller part of what everybody else kind of chimed in to do with you know how they were going to end this. And it was it was surprising to me, because kind of like you, I you have these preconceived notions of even though it's very predictable, this is how it's going to play out. And of course it does, but the manner in which we got to that end result was was still a little unpredictable for me and enjoyable to get to. Well, the, the unpredictable for me was the balance of the film, how the characters were very well balanced. There was nobody that really upstaged anybody else. There was really nobody that shined. Maybe Horace a little bit more than anybody else, but because his thread was really kind of weaved through the whole film. But yeah, Charlie the, kind of everybody's, falls everybody's off. motivations yeah. and everybody's... Um, um, yeah, everybody's motivations and everybody's uh, characters were really very even throughout this entire film. And we didn't spend too much time with any one or two of them. Because when they set it up with the the first part of the film is Charlie and Horace. Well, Charlie's wedding and then Charlie and Horace on the train on the way to basic training. Yeah. I thought, okay, here's here's your buddy film. These are the two guys that are going right. to be best of friends and try to get it. And that even didn't really kind of really <laughs> nope, become nope. <laughs> a, a central focus of it. It wasn't a Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. It was or a know, Martin Lewis. Or or a, yeah, it was. Just, it really. Now I got the impression they were a little more because they they met early on. They were a little more friends in, in, throughout basic training than anybody else. But I mean, stronger bond. But only because of the fact that his wife, who had snuck onto the base and started working there so that she could be close to Charlie had met the other gal that was helping her out and she falls in love with Horace. So then you have that that pair of couples as well. So that still kind of connected the two and so but that was the only thing because yeah. overall it was again still very balanced as far as all of the characters um, traits and stories that they were telling. Well, and <laughs> Despite the very end of them miraculously becoming an amazing squad, <coughs> none of them grew in such leaps and bounds that made it unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Which was something that could have happened but didn't. So I appreciate that yeah. aspect of it. Even the uh, miraculously overcoming and becoming the star platoon was almost believable in the sense that they were all in it together and the the reason for it because they had admired they had, motivation. They had admired yeah. the sergeant so much for doing what he could have he could have taken a different approach and he didn't and then finding out the the catalyst of the fact that this was his last platoon and that he had started this psychological experiment in order to do something a little different to see if that had a different outcome and ultimately making that work for him. I thought that yeah. was, yeah. Well, and it, it, it's fun to... You buy it. You buy the, yeah, the idea yeah. that it was so miraculous. Well, at that point, there's been so much ridiculousness, too. Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Can we go any further? <laughs> well, and it's, it's fun, too. Of course, too, that's that where they're going to go. Everybody falls into the roles with which they were expected to. The, the the guy they thought was going to be the officer corps and he said, I have no desire to be the leader, I have no desire to do this, is the one that initially takes Herbert under his wing and says, you can do this, let me show you how this works. And then he's the one who says, hey, come on, guys, let's go win one for the Gipper. You know? yeah. <laughs> just, and he becomes the leader of the group, even though you really thought this was Charlie's movie. <laughs> it turns out that he's, you know, he just wanted to get married and have his leave and... And his and he got night. <laughs> and, he got <laughs> yeah. and once he achieved that goal, he was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm on board for whatever," you know. And I love that, you know, even 
even Golightly, who you kind of thought there's no way. There's of all, of all the people here, it's not. It's when Horace walks in and he's the one that goes, "Oh, well, Horace is going to sink it for us." And everybody goes, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Luckily, he's fixed himself. But yeah, he, he, you know, so it just. It was just an all-around enjoyable film. You know, another film that has parallels in this type of storytelling and comedy is Police Academy, the first film. Yeah, yeah, very, very very similar uh, in style. That was funny. I didn't read. I didn't know this at the time, but um, apparently, the success of Carry On Sergeant prompted applause and laughter in settings later when they would use the term Carry On Sergeant because everybody assumed that they were hearkening back to the film, which they probably were to get a laugh out of it. Even though for um, a British officer to use that term, it's very, very common. It's the same as saying as you were in, in an American army setting. But for whatever reason, whenever the captain would say it, carry on, Sergeant, I would start to giggle. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the title it, drop that you giggle at. Well, it's I don't hilarious. know why it became so funny to me. But it just And it got funnier and funnier, funnier <laughs> as it went further along. And I'm like, why is this making me giggle to this extent? Do you know why? I don't know okay, why. Okay, because I it didn't. It just when I first heard, it, I said, "Okay, well, there's the title. There. Yeah. there's where it came from." And then he said it again. He said it again. I thought, "Okay, well, that's because well, yeah, that's obviously him. that's He's why." They it. All right, so really, really ramming that home, aren't we? But um, again, maybe it just had to do with Hartnell's facial expressions every time he was told, "Carry on, Sergeant," and I start giggling because he's <laughs> reacting to that. I can I don't see know. that. I can see that. Certainly makes me want to go, even though I know in story they don't connect in any such way other than the <laughs> actors in the and or some of the actors in the uh, title uh, carry on. Um, it, it does make me interested to go see more of these films, knowing that the central crew of of the films are the same, and that I expect as much out of the other films as far as enjoyability as yeah. I do as I as I got out of this one. So. Well, and if the others are anywhere near this level of, of you know, fun comedy, it ought to be a fun romp through. What are oh, there, yeah. like 20-some-odd pictures in this particular series? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I'm, I'm just recalling something. I'm recalling you saying there were 17 total. I, yeah, yeah, that I, sounds I right. I remembering that wrong. Oh, my God. No, uh, let me rephrase. According to the Wikipedia page, Carry On Sergeant, 1958 comedy, was the first in a series of Carry On films with 31 31. Oh, my gosh. Wow. The film's based on a play, The Bull Boys, and was adapted into a script with additional material. I could see this. Actually, now that you say that it was based on a play, that's why it's so subtle and not grand, because of the fact that you have have a lot of constraints as far as doing a – a play and when you adapt it for a film it, it if you stay true to the material there's not a lot of that movie feel to it and this really does feel more like a play it's more yeah. conversational yeah. It it's not, not necessarily yeah. talking heads right but, right right yeah. no i know what you mean there's there's it, it relies there's on a story rather than visuals yeah. Yeah. yeah so i could see that that actually explains a lot as to um how i felt about this film yeah what was the last uh film that they made what year was it um, just out of curiosity let me go to the series of carry on films and see uh, you had to ask him a look up uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought he had it all <laughs> pulled up in front of him so I'm sorry no I did I don't have the one Wow. Uh, a new film, Carry On London, was announced in 2003, <laughs> but remained in pre-production until 2008. 
So uh, they went on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> now I I don't know. Does anybody do you think the title carry on just come comes from the the very famous keep calm and carry on? Oh yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's that, why that, they linked to that. You think or why they continued it? Or do you think it was specifically for carry on, Sergeant? And no, they I think it's, it from I think they, they just stole it from there because, as you said, as you alluded to, that's a very common phrase. Especially in the military, we heard we've heard that a lot in military uh, structures within Doctor Who. That's true. We, yeah. we, we've heard you know not necessarily carry on sergeant, but you know carry on corporal. Carry on, uh, unit uses that the, the brigadier. Yeah. In fact, I heard the brigadier in my head a lot of times when he'd say carry on sergeant or carry on uh, captain or carry. You, you hear the brig say that a lot um, to subordinates within unit, and so that's a very British military thing, and so. I think the idea of carry on sergeant was that was just a typical phrase that would be used where obviously the focus of the film is a sergeant. And I think that they thought, well, to capitalize on the series aspect of this or that we're going to continue to do these type of films, they just took the carry on with it. I don't think it was so much well, the keep calm. The... Although keep calm and carry on certainly is derivative of that phrase from the military. Yeah. But I don't think it's from that particular form of the carry-on, I think both of them are indicative to the military uh, statement, carry-on, sergeant, carry-on, corporal, carry-on, private, carry I mean, it's just... Yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of became its times, national lampoons, yeah, yeah. blank. Yeah. Because so many of those didn't connect other than the people behind it. The carry-on series contains the highest, num- the largest number of films of any British series, and next to the James Bond films, it is the second longest continuing running UK film series, although there was a 14-year break between 78 and 92. Ooh. But producer Peter Rogers and director Gerald Thomas made all 31 films. Oh, great. <laughs> wow. Well, then I'm really excited to see them know that they are all, that they're connected to all of them. Other, other uh, uh, names in their uh, regular group of actors uh, include Jim Dale. Oh, great. Mm. From uh, a lot of Disney films. Yeah. Um, Which is an automatic win for me. <laughs> I, actually, if I were going to liken this, it was probably an idea of uh, the road road films, uh, Road to Morocco, Road to. Uh, oh yeah, th- those yeah. Are, those never. The, the only thing that carries over from those in that series is the fact that it's Bing Crosby and um, uh, Bob Hope. The, they're never the same characters. The the plots never continue. Um, however, they have a lot of the cast members that come back. So I think that's that was the idea. Is they, they, in the 1930s and 40s, they created the – well, in the 50s too because Road to Hong Kong I think it was in the early 50s. I think that was the – this British production company's idea of doing road films and where you had Road to Singapore, Road to Hong Kong, Road to Morocco, Road to Hong Kong. That was the same concept in naming these films is, is that they, they're loosely connected. But. There was a great deal of disappointment on my part as a, a young man when I watched the next Road 2 film. and Realize yes, that it's not a sequel. It's not a sequel. I mean, yes, it's still Bing Crosby and yeah, Bob Hope, yeah, and you yeah. can expect them to do pretty much the same shtick they did in the last film, but it was, it's not a sequel. I love the Road films. I do, too. Those, those are well, among I got my over my disappointment yeah. pretty quickly. Those are among my favorite films. Well, that's the thing. With these, I don't think it'll be as much the same shtick. No, no. Yeah, no. I think they'll vary it up a lot more than that. Anything, Anything else? else? <laughs> I don't think so. Just, I don't know that we can go on much more about yeah, it. Yeah, if you can find a copy, watch it. Highly recommend it. They do. Like, I, I it feel like we should mention Shirley Eaton. Being oh, yeah. Being the lead female. And they do exist on, on DVD. Sheila, he was in this? 
Yep. Just a different one. <laughs> Did you say Sheena Easton? Surely <laughs> Eaton. I don't have another joke to put there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do exist on DVD, um, but they're probably a little little harder to come by, but you may check your local library. As we found, uh, they do come on uh, TCM from time to time because I believe this one had even aired back in December when we were talking about putting this together and we occurred to us we missed it. We could have seen it a lot sooner. <laughs> when we were trying to track With down a lot less headaches. <laughs> All right, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, um, we've got Friday Night Who next week. And for those who don't know, Friday Night uh, is, is uh, Friday Night Who is our attempt to kind of relive our uh, our childhood, uh, where the local uh, public television stations used to show Doctor Who Friday nights at midnight, and they would run them in the omnibus format and show a whole story arc. That's only Sean's childhood. <laughs> My PBS ran Doctor Who every night of the week, so. Well, yeah, but you were out there dancing. And, and so I, you only and saw I, it on Friday. I very, very rarely saw the omnibus. Uh, um, um, all right, yeah, omnibus version really? of this. I, yeah, I, I our, thought we were more on board with this. For the, no, for no? most of my life. And I remember it being on Friday nights. On, the things in, you learned four years ago. I remember it being on Friday nights in omnibus form, but I, that was a very small chunk of my Doctor Who childhood. My Doctor Who childhood, the PBS television station that I got was not the Kansas City one here. It was one out of, I think, Iola, but it was Wichita. And it's the one that the, the that, that's now on Kansas City or yeah. not Kansas City Time Lords, the Wichita. Uh, Wich, Whovians, Wichita. Um, helped get it back on. It's the one that I watched as a child. And it was on nightly at 10 o'clock, and it was in episodic form for the most part. Like I say, there occasionally I saw an omnibus uh, late on a, on a weekend, but yeah, most of the time it was episodic for me. So. Okay, well, we're relieving my childhood. <laughs> uh, where, where I thought I had mentioned that before. On the best formats of well, I'm forgetful. So, you no. Yes. <laughs> they're new listeners. They may not know that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, they're new listeners, and they've probably never heard me mention that before. So, so there you go. Uh, but reliving my childhood, where KCPT would run them Friday nights at midnight in omnibus format. So we decided, hey, let's let's. Well, I decided let's do that, and you guys follow along suit. Uh, so, um, because of the nature of our busy lives, we did decide that we will break up some of the longer ones, uh, <laughs> which is what we've done this week. We're doing the Censorites with uh, William Hartnell, which we broke the first three we did this week, which kind of gave us a nice reason to do the carry-on review and be on the doctor this week. And then we will finish the Censorites, parts four, five, and six, next week, Friday at midnight. So, if you have a copy, if you... Uh, would very much like to. It's are we Central Standard, Central Daylight currently? We're so Central Standard, standard, standard right now. So uh, Central Standard Time, midnight Friday. Jump on Twitter, queue up your DVD. We're going to start at part four. So the yeah. easiest way to do this is hit play all and then skip a couple of chapters in so that you can wind up on play four so that you don't have to keep stopping and restarting your DVD or chapter. if you have the time, just watch the first three and then pause when you get ready for episode four and then start at that. midnight. And if then, you didn't get to join in last week, week yeah, yeah, and want to know what happened. And join us on Twitter. Uh, and again, uh, at uh, Travel Vortex, at Vortex Keith, at Vortex Clan, at Vortex Sean, because we all tweet along. And many of our listeners join in. And it's uh, a fun time and uh, kind of a family uh, uh, you know, reunion every week, if you will. And we use the hashtags, Friday Night Who, and then whatever episode title we're watching. So it'll be Friday, hashtag Friday Night Who. Story title. Story title, yeah. Hashtag The, the Censorites. Censorites. Um, 
and usually hashtag Doctor Who as well. So, usually. and and if you can't join in uh, because of the time zone that you happen to be in, that's certainly fine. You can always go back and looking up those hashtags and catch up on the conversation that way. <laughs> and sometimes we'll reply three weeks out to something that was said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we'll be finishing that up, and then next week we will be officially reviewing the Sensorites, along with Big Finish number 85, Red, which is in their main line of stories and starts the fifth Dr. Peter Davidson. And I promised that I would get the schedule posted last week, and I did not, so I will get that posted <laughs> this week so that you have a little bit of an idea what's coming up next. All right, of course. Uh, you- One hint to that, though, is because it is a con season coming up that we will be doing book reviews during the week of Galley because I will not be present because I'll be off in sunny L.A. enjoying uh, not the beaches and the sunshine and the uh, the warm air, but uh, the con crud and the confines of the <laughs> poor Wi-Fi. Okay, that's certainly argu- arguably better than the beaches in yeah. some cases. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, in February, definitely. I can't help but think something... Uh, um, um, oh, what was her name? Uh, Maureen O'Brien. Uh, that she said she said you know you, you, they flew us all the way to sunny Los Angeles and I haven't seen any of the city yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the entire weekend in this hotel and it's I mean it's obviously you wanted to spend the entire weekend in the hotel but at the same time it was like man I could have gone to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> So because of that, I've uh, been we are, to the beach in February. It's yeah, crazy well, you, yeah, you would be surprised. Especially on the but, Pacific coast, which the water is very well, cold on that side. I, oh. I was on the other coast, and in Florida, it still wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, no. Beaches in February, not so hot. At least not there. Um, but because of that, we are doing book Beaches reviews. Beaches in the summer there, the water is still very cold. <laughs> yeah. I was there in August, and it was the hottest, one of the hottest years on record, and the water was very cold. Well, but that's the difference, is you jump in the water and you're glad for it to be cold. Well, that's certainly true. Because <laughs> it's August. It's not a polar plunge. I don't know. We just, we didn't even, we went swimming. We didn't swim. We went wa- wading in it, and I was ready to get out of it because it was so cold. We, we walked down the beach, um, was it last year, that we, we just, we decided we hadn't been actually to the Pacific. Yet, after yeah, after the con, and so we went and actually just kind of walked up and down the beach, took our shoes off and waded in the. And they didn't wade, but just just up and down where the waves came in, and you could definitely tell because we kind of looked like a pair of drunk soldiers on leave, because <laughs> our our footprints would all of a sudden we'd weave up into the dry sand when the wave came in and then we'd come back down and then we'd weave back up because it was it was too cold. It's that water chilly. came up, hit your ankles. It was like game over, man. But uh, because of that, we do have a book coming up, uh, so I'll give you a little heads up from that, and this will be on the schedule when it's posted, but Engines of War, which is the War Doctor novel that has just come out. When did it come out? It came out before Christmas. Uh, Yeah, it came out in November, I believe. In the, in the U.S., Last I think it was even, even earlier Last year sometime, in, yeah. in the U.K. Um, but that's the official book. Uh, also, uh, I think we may have strong-armed Chrissy into that for being uh, February's book. If I'm Did not, we? I thought so. I don't think so. Eh, maybe not. No, because we decided that that was going to be our June free-for-all. Although Keith January. did decide – or January, June. January free-for-all. And then it Keith decided, no, it'll be my February. It's going to be my February. <laughs> I'm going to read it closer. But, yeah. So you, you, you could earn double experience uh, for reading that book. <laughs> we tried to strike a strong armor. I don't think that happened. So. Well, she's a librarian. <laughs> Nobody strong arms a librarian. That's right. Yeah. They'll take you down. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Conan, the librarian. I'll be back. God, I love that movie. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Engines of War is on the schedule for February. So that's about, what, three weeks out now? So you may want to start on that book if you haven't yet. I will attempt. Maybe I can get a French copy and I can practice. Be sure to continue <laughs> to support us on Patreon if you can. Uh, every little bit helps uh, keep this show going. Also, we have a um, 
Amazon Prime store. We have a Spreadshirt store where you can buy Traveling the Vortex merchandise. And, you know, with these conventions coming up, if you're going, you know, it would be nice to support a Traveling the Vortex T-shirt. And people ask you, well, what is that? And you can say, well, you know, this is a uh, podcast that I listen to with some with three really great guys who uh, sit around and talk about pretty much everything. Uh, some things related to Doctor Who, some things not. So, um, yeah, it, 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 all of those sales and proceeds go to support the program and continue uh, to keep us on your feeds and on iTunes and Primarily on a server that will support us. <laughs> so you can keep listening. And Sean gave all the contact information for all the other places we can be. So if that, if there's nothing else. I don't believe so. Well, no, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Carry on, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.